This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. This weird aberration society. So welcome back to uh, Mutual Aberration Society. Um, as usual, um, I'm Ryan Jackson, and I, I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it. Say it. Say it. Back up, back up! This is uh, the best podcast ever ever created <laughs> uh no nah, but it is it is a slept on uh low-key low-key goaded podcast to use uh is that zoomer would that be zoomer uh would that be zoomer slang goaded yeah <laughs> uh but anyways uh today um i'm going to be talking about a film from 2010 uh called the pack or maybe it's known uh by people Overseas by its French title, uh, La Mute. <laughs> and I've brought on a guest, as usual, uh, to talk about this movie. Uh, my guest is Jack Genocide. Um, hey. Now. Now, Jack, at this point, um, this is where I hand the mic over to my guests to give themselves their own introduction. So uh, tell everybody who you are. I'm Jack, Jack Genocide. I'm a, a, a Instagram streamer, a writer, um, uh, I guess, a former, former leftist, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, something along those lines. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, currently working on a comic book and a novel. So those are, and also, also I'm a musician as well uh, in a band called Grave Dancer. Yeah. 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 I'm actually currently um, working on a, on a novel too that's due out December 30th. So. Oh, um, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my back's against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, that's dope, man. I'm. Uh, I definitely wanted to have you on, uh, because I know obviously we we we've, we've spoken before on your stream, um, and I definitely uh like to pick your brain about certain things. Uh, yeah. You have, you have an interesting perspective. Uh, I do. Okay. I I do think we can touch on the former leftist shit as we talk. <laughs> uh, but um, let me go ahead and do what I usually do, which is uh read the letterbox synopsis for the pack, and then we can. Okay, uh, cool. We can get into this movie. So here we go. It says in the middle of a snowy no man's land, Charlotte picks up Max, a hitchhiker. They stop in a truck stop restaurant. And when Max doesn't come back from the bathroom, Charlotte starts looking for him in vain. She decides to return during the night, but get, but get kids. Uh, I can't read guys, but gets kidnapped by the bartender, Laspec, who turns out to be Max's mother and needs her to feed the kids the pack. A bunch of bloodlusting ghouls. Charlotte now faces a terrifying reality. These ghouls are already dead and hungry. Alone in the middle of nowhere, she quickly realizes she's next on the menu. Okay. Um, that's a thorough 
thorough uh, breakdown of, of of the movie yeah. that uh you you that you uh see if you uh watch this uh movie the pack now i'm assuming this is the first time um yeah because we talked this is the first time you've ever seen the pack uh so i will say um what will i say huh i will say for me i've seen this before right um it was a long time ago it was back at the height of uh the french extremity wave uh, are you familiar with the the French extremity wave? Not really. Okay, so to, to provide a little context for you and for for the listeners who don't who aren't familiar with what uh, French extremity is or was, back in the early aughts, uh, there was this wave of films coming from France, horror films specifically, uh, and they were kicked off by. Uh, Hot Tension or High Tension, which was directed by uh, Alexander uh, Aja, which uh, actually stars uh, Philippe Nahon, who's in this movie. He plays the the, the sheriff dude, the guy riding around okay. on a bicycle with the shirt that says fuck on the first night. <laughs> uh, and Philippe Nahon is also in, um, I think it's Gaspar Noe's first movie, um, I Stand Alone. He's like, really? a, he's like a really recognizable. And he's also I believe he's also in uh, Irreversible. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Oh, is he is he in the first scene? He's in one of the scenes in Irreversible. Like, okay. it's been a minute since I've obviously because yeah. who wants to return to Irreversible frequently? <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 Philippe Nahone is that guy. Um, but the French extremity uh, movement, if you want to call it that, was kicked off by High Tension, and then there was other films like um, Martyrs, which I guess technically mm. qualifies, even though I think that might be French Canadian. Um, mm. Then there's uh, Inside. Uh, that's another one that gets talked about a lot. Um, one of my one of the ones I like is Frontiers. Uh, Frontiers oh. is is a, is one where it actually involves uh, a woman. Like I think it, they're Nazis, which is sort of uh, uh, prescient given given the current climate. Uh, we have yeah. a lot of <laughs> Nazis in our in our in our media. Uh, thank you, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> For bringing back Nazis, no, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm serious. He he did bring that shit back in a way that, you know, he's one of the many people that brought that sort of thing back to prominence, unfortunately. But um, yeah. So one of the one of the hallmarks of like the French extremity movement was that they were telling these horror movies, and they had a lot of like extreme elements to them, like yeah. hyper. They were like hyper violent, you know, hyper gory. Um, just pushing the envelope and and for a while there these films were getting released and it, they got released that like it's it, it felt like in in succession like one after another after another in yeah. the pack the pack falls into that group of uh of films but like the pack uh, i think the director's name is frank richard frank with a ck yeah. um now this movie doesn't really get uh talked about are mentioned very much when people talk about uh, French extremity, uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to revisit it one, but also two wanted to talk about it. Uh, so with that being said, uh, what, what were your uh, first impressions uh, upon viewing uh, the pack? <laughs> and we can get into um, like the nitty gritty, but yeah. Well, it was, it was really interesting to watch it. Um, 
I don't want to immediately start sidetracking into other and other films, but I watched it like almost immediately after watching the finale of uh, the White Lotus. Mm-hmm. And, did you watch the show at all? Uh, no, I have not. White Lotus is on my queue, but I have not got to it yet. Yeah, yeah. It uh, well, it's. I don't know what to say. Like, I, yeah, there's no way I'm not like I gotta just try to not spoil it for you at all. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you're thinking about checking it out, but um, but it was it was it was very um, it was very overrated and hyped and like mm-hmm. disappointing basically. Um, and then this was like, you know, I knew what I was kind of getting into, mm-hmm. but it was like significantly cooler and like more <laughs> like yeah. interesting than yeah. yeah. When I sort of took away from the, and also like it was also interesting to me like the way that they um, broke it down like in, in what you just read um, mm-hmm. the description of the film, it sounds much more generic than it actually is because yeah. like yeah. they're what are the monsters like they're not really zombies they're not really mutants they're like they're like hum- homunculi basically they're, they're like ghouls, ghouls. They're, like, they're ghouls. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're yeah, like yeah. made yeah. of like mud. Yeah mud and blood and like bones or something like it's like some sort of like weird magical you know concoction as opposed it's like an alchemical monster as opposed to the typical like zombie virus or uh voodoo you know or like in any it was it was something like very uniquely kind of like european and like rustic like a kind of uh the kind of mythology you would imagine you would encounter in that that part of the world it was like a monster specific to that it was a cryptid pretty much it was like you know yeah yeah it's like a part of folklore yeah and then and that's and and that's what i like well first of all this is this is some this is my opinion about when it comes to to these french horror films specifically of that time right that french extremity like i feel like aesthetically like in terms of like modern genre like aesthetically they are like the high watermark in my opinion like, if you notice, this movie is fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's shot. A, and all of those, all of these movies are like that. Whether you look at, like, uh, the ones I mentioned, High Tension, you look at uh, Frontiers, the, the uh, Inside, like, all of these movies, they're fucking, like, they take, they're influenced by, like, American films, right? But they have that French sort of, like, sensibility. And it's like, Definitely. it's like a perfect synergy of, like, them taking like inspiration from the American films, specifically like films from like earlier eras, like Texas Chainsaw being one. Um, there's even like when the woman slams the door, like mm-hmm. it's clearly a riff or a reference to the original, you know, when Leatherface slams the fucking door in Texas Chainsaw. Like yeah. uh, it, it takes the sort of uh, inspirations and influences from, from the West, but then has their own sort of French sensibility, uh, woven are are basically tacked on and it just feels i don't know like every time i see one of these movies it doesn't even matter if the movie's like got a weird plot <laughs> like you know or or goes on straight like it's there's something about it that like yeah. i can watch i can watch all of these movies like and i feel like like for me like they're, they it just it's just aesthetically they're better and especially when you watch movies now <laughs> and then you yeah. go, you go watch these movies like even right. you're saying you're watching like white lotus but then you come and watch this movie and you're like oh shit like this is like far far mm. far like more engaging and there's something about it um and from just from a pure like and this is another thing that i like about it too um and this is what i like kind of about all these movies is is 
and we'll talk about you know sort of what happens a little bit and and, and whatnot and i think the i think the synopsis that i read kind of like goes through that but there's more like granular granular like things and aspects to to this movie that we can like touch upon that i think are really cool but but it's not about plot you know what i'm saying yeah. like this isn't a like yes it has a plot and yes the plot is like you said like if you read the plot you're like this is very generic and you're you're yeah. right it is very but it's it's all about like what they do with the plot like you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like it's like they just the plot is just there like you know what i'm saying it's just it's it's the excuse to sort of explore you know um the idea or to explore sort of or put characters in a situation and then play it's essentially right. the canvas you know what i'm saying it's the yeah. canvas for which they paint um and it's like if you were simply judging the pack by its fucking plot which i feel like most people i don't know most people here like when i say here i mean like america like it's all math it's a math problem for them right like, that's how they view our 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 assess our rate art now it's like oh they get sort of familiarized with the sort of uh the terms and when it comes to like you know people people will throw out you know things like oh it has plot holes or oh it's there's right. no lo logic or they'll talk about things like uh oh like even i'll even use this term but you'll hear this term get thrown around a lot um when you get to the final act there is an aspect of it that feels unearned right uh and i would like people use that term all the time they'll be like oh this is unearned uh, and I will say, yeah, it's unearned, but it still doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it it, it, re it really doesn't fucking matter. Um, because there is a way that you can view art um, where, where, where it's not so fucking predicated on, like, one plus one equals two. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It, it, and like, I don't know if like, I feel like you can appreciate different types of stories. You can appreciate different types of approaches. Um, yeah. But to like the modern sort of like critic uh, or the modern sort of like viewer who who's inundated with this Marvel yeah. where it's like, it has to be doo, doo, doo. like, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, and honestly, like, I can't think of anything more banal or like just boring at this point like you know what i mean like where yeah. where a movie like this where the fucking end it ends four times <laughs> it has four endings like you know what i mean and, and yeah. the, the fucking endings are like all mashed together um you're just like um i don't know like it just hits a certain like sweet spot i use that, that that phrase a lot but like i feel like it hits that sweet spot where it's like yeah this is kind of like out there but i kind of appreciate the fucking the way it goes off the rails yeah you know, you know what i mean um another thing about it is like i like the casting of the movie um like for example uh, uh the, the 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 guy max i believe that's his name the guy that our main character picks up he, he yeah. kind of looks he kind of she looks like he has a very specific face mm -hmm. that kind of like, he, you know, it's funny. Shout out to a uh, former guest and uh, uh, rapper Bleachy Warhol. He kind of looks like Bleachy Warhol. <laughs> uh, They're also uh, very metal people. Both. Yeah. 
yeah. and 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 uh, the female lead. They're both like yeah, and they're playing metal and. And then mm-hmm. she's like making fun of him for being stuck in the eighties and stuff like that. Yeah, she um, got. She's like, she's almost like a goth, a little goth too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. she's. I mean she's hot. I mean like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like like that's another thing. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just my. I don't know something about like French women. Like they have a specific, a specific kind of look that's mm-hmm. different. Like you know what I mean. Like like when you see it, like you. I don't know if you can notice this, but like, when, again, this is one of the things that like, whenever I watch one of these movies, it's like, I can tell that's a French actress. Like, not, besides, like if she didn't speak, I can still tell. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Just, there's a way that her face kind of, I don't know, it, it's, it's shaped or it's some, there's something about sort of, even, even that, that goes to the guy, Max, too, where it's like, you just know like, yeah, that's a white person on screen, but it's like, mm-hmm. that's not like, this fuck that's not one of these corn fed white people that we're you know right. that we that we yeah. see from from over here and there's just some, right. something about sort of the faces and even like a, a face like uh philippe nahon who's the the you know with the with the yeah. shirt with the shirt bugging uh i fuck on the first date in english which is fucking <laughs> funny right i fuck like <laughs> it's like okay that's a very all of those little weird choices like he's supposed to be like the local cop sheriff guy he's riding around on a 10 speed like um yeah it's just very fucking like and i'll use this to segue to sort of talk about uh some of the more recent films that i feel like x which is a known movie you saw yeah. uh like we we can sort of talk about that film in terms of in juxtaposition to this film because i do feel like there's some overlap there oh yeah definitely you know what i mean but it's just interesting because like you get this story where you know we're introduced to this woman you know who's on the road we don't know where she's going she doesn't know where she's going to. That's another element because yeah. she's like, I believe when she picks up Max and her reasoning for picking up Max is because there's these bikers mm-hmm. who I, these bikers are the most over the top fucking characters. Yeah. Like super, <laughs> super over the top. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like their dialogue is like, just fucking like, I, I don't even know. He says something about like, I need to take a piss, come over here or some shit. <laughs> like, like, and she like ignores them. And then like, as she's driving along the road, she sees them in the rear view, which prompts yeah. her to stop when she sees the guy on the side of the road, which is kind of smart. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, Oh shit, these guys are behind me. They're probably gonna fuck with me. Let me pull over. So she like literally passes them, stops and comes back. So when the bikers pass, they just kind of like blow their horn at her and you're yeah. like, Oh, that was kind of smart. But then she's, but ironically ends up being sort of a dumb move. Cause who she picks up. Yeah. Uh, you know, when and when she picks this guy Max up and they and they 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 start to sort of interact, you know, um, you get the sense that like he's a little off a little bit, but like not in any sort of like alarming way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and she's kind of cool. She's a very like let let's be honest, like she's a pretty a pretty like interesting character just from the simple fact that okay, so she falls asleep in the car, right, and lets yeah. him drive. Right. right. There's, there's that. Right. Moment, right. That was another, Yeah. Which is like kind of like, again, like, I don't know if that's a cultural thing, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like or or air specific, like maybe back then it was OK to pick up hitchhikers. Maybe there's a difference over in France. When, when did it take place? I mean, that's the thing. I'm not quite certain. She has yeah. a cell phone, though. OK. Remember, okay. she has a cell phone. We see that yeah. she has a cell phone Um, when she's ends up getting thrown in a cage. But like but um. And she also references, like even said, she says something to him about like, where are you from the from the eighties or from? Yeah. You know what I mean? So we know it's contemporary enough, right? And it 
probably given that it came out in 2010, I want to assume that it's set around that time. There's no indication that it wouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? Again, she has yeah. a cell phone. Like, so I'm assuming it's, that's the time. And, yeah. and it's just, it's very uh, kind of interesting because you have her falling asleep, which indicates sort of her level of trust to this stranger. Mm-hmm. Or she even tells him, he's like, where are you going? And, and she's like, I'm go." She she points to like the CDs that are on her on on the fucking uh, what do you call it? Uh, the 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 dash. She has a bunch of CDs across her dash, and she's like, "I'm just driving to the music's out, and I'm you know listening to all these mu- mu- uh, driving into CDs. the sun or something like that." Yeah, right? like, and I'm starting here, starting and I have weird. to get all the way over to there, which is sort of random. <laughs> she has like literally just fucking CDs. Scattered. But that, even that was like mm-hmm. a weird little thing, and she says, "I'm gonna drive into the sun," mm-hmm. right? And then the monsters come out with the moonlight. moonlight. There's yeah. like a weird kind of cosmic thing mm-hmm. in there, but very subtly. It's yeah, kind of which reminds me kind of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the very beginning. They're talking about astrology and Saturn and how like Saturn, I think it's Saturn's in retrograde or something like that. And that means bad luck and stuff. And then like from then on, there's no... There's no more deeper points made in that entire film. There's just mm. like bloodshed, <laughs> but it's like that's like the one one time yeah. they're talking about like a higher like higher yeah. concept and like these celestial bodies and stuff, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting because once once she's asleep, he does reach over her, open you know, open her uh, what do you call it, glove box, takes out her wallet, and you're not quite sure what he's doing because you're like, is he gonna steal? But like he's just looking like looking at her name, looking at her information. And then, like, then that's when they pull up to this like saloon in in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Uh, and once inside, um, we see that there's a woman behind the bar, a large older woman. Um, and they're just—it's pretty much damn near empty. You know what I mean? It's just them two, more or less. And then she they she tells this fucking joke. <laughs> now, I don't quite remember the words of the joke. I want to look it up. Do you remember the words of the joke? Like where, where um a zoophile, a pyromaniac, a necrophiliac. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah, like a, mur- a, or a, yeah, was it a murderer, a necrophiliac, and an arsonist? They all walk into a bar or something like that. Right. Like, and and, and, has, and they all they all uh see a cat. Cat, right. And it's like one of them says, Let's burn the cat, yeah. one of them says, Let's, let's kill it and then fuck it. Let's fuck one it. And says, then the next- I, I want to fuck it, blah blah blah. And then the, the masochist says Meow. Yeah, yeah. The punchline <laughs> is once it gets back to them, it starts with the masochist, right? Because the masochist is yeah. the one that wants to do some harm to the cat. Mm-hmm. But once it gets all the way back and everyone, all the arsonists, the murderer, the necrophiliac, all of them do the thing that they do to the cat. Right. At the very mm-hmm. end, the fucking the punchline is the masochist uh, or this it says meow, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which was a, a an interesting fucking joke. Uh I, yeah. I, I, I you know, I got dark sense of humor, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh but 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 then at that point, oh, oh, but I'm, I, there's another moment. Um, and I, when they walk into the saloon, there's a fucking kid wrapped in bubble wrap, completely yes. wrapped in bubble wrap, running and runs past them on the fucking porch and slams into a wall and falls down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just had a glance at the kid on the, on the fucking floor on the ground. And then they just walk in and you're like, right. what? and then, so after, after they're settled and they're sitting there having that, they tell that joke, um, the bikers pull up when we see them in the foreground um, or in the background and, and, and out from outside through the window. And as our main character and Max are still 
having a talk, we see them walk in. And as they walk in, that kid bumps into one of them mm-hmm. and the kid falls down. And then the biker like proceeds to like punch him right. yeah. <laughs> before they walk into the fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's just so it's just so fucking like random and like, yeah. like not in the net it never touch upon it ever again like that's no, the, only, no. the only moment we don't know who that kid is we don't know what his issue is yeah <laughs> like it's just there and gone it kind of reminds me of like um you've seen cabin fever right kind of reminds yeah. kind of reminds me of the pancakes kid i've never seen cabin fever so cabin fever uh there's a there's a moment where the main the characters they're all going to a cabin hence the name cabin mm-hmm. fever right and they stop at this fucking like country store and there's a kid with a mullet outside the store like doing karate kicks and saying pancakes pancakes it makes fucking you don't even know why you don't know why or whatever but then the kid ends up like biting one of the characters on the hand they're like holy shit and he's like pancakes and they just and they never explain it ever again ever it just moves on like you know what i'm saying like you know we don't know why we don't know what the fuck deal is with pancakes like or whatever but it's the same kind of thing with this kid in bubble wrap you don't kind of understand and and again like i just I just like shit like that because when, in, yeah. a, in, in an age where like everything gets explained, like, uh, like now, if that kid was in a fucking like Marvel movie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like they would have, that would be a whole side universe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get the bubble. Yeah, wrap. Yeah. He's got his own story now. <laughs> Spin off bubble wrap boy. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. type of fucking mentality. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't want to pick on Marvel, but you can't pick on a giant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, but, I, I but, work in a comic book store. Mm-hmm um and so i've got a particular kind of um love hate relationship with yeah. marvel yeah especially since disney acquired it yeah of course um, i feel like that was like they bought a piece of my soul they bought a piece of my childhood <laughs> you know they Look, growing up i used to like more i should love marvel comic books as a kid like growing up and and it's like now as an adult like first of all like be careful what you wish for because i remember exactly oh my i remember God. when i was a kid or i remember when i was very young and i used to like open like wizard mm-hmm. and like a big for anybody that read wizard which i know you probably read wizard oh wizard. yeah you remember like there used to be a whole section devoted to like fan casting or fantasy casting for like comic yeah. book movies and they would be yeah. like we and it'd be and now that's real yeah so be careful <laughs> what you fucking wish for because now it's an actual reality and like i'm like enough like, yeah, I don't dude. fucking like enough. Like, stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so it's like this monster that's come to life. Like, uh, uh, and but, but to get back on to 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 the pack. So those the bikers come back into the story. They come back in the story multiple times too. By the way, they're just like yeah. roving fucking assholes, right? Yeah. So, so they come into the fucking thing and they immediately start fucking with with the girl again and the guy or whatever. And they're and like, threatening to rape the guy. Threatening to rape the guy, which is an interesting yeah. aspect to it. Because he's like, first he says something, and I don't know if the subtitles, you watch this on Tubi, right? Or did yeah, you watch yeah. the one I sent you? Because the one on Tubi probably has different subtitles than the one yeah, that's true. So, so the subtitle says, he says, the guy walks in, and in the subtitles that I read was, what he said was, I, I want, uh, my dick needs to, wants to be in this girl's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but, but I'll settle for him. Right. Or mm. some shit like that. Right. And you're like, I'm like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's the most wildest shit. These bikes yeah. are like fucking absolutely like just like have no fucking qualms about like, you know, whatever. So so he's they they they're, they're like basically fucking with them. And then like another interesting moment is the biker comes up to her. She's got a cup of coffee. He's 
spits in the coffee. Yeah. And, and Sheila just calmly takes it and drinks it. And it's like one of the, like, it's like gross, but it's also like kind of like one of the fucking like coolest moments. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Cause she's just like, I don't give a fuck. And, right. and then she like insults him afterwards. Like, you know what I'm saying? She puts, puts yeah. the fucking coffee down and then she's like spits. And then, and, and, and then that like kind of like, you know, they're like taken aback by that, which I mean, to be fair, I mean, I would too. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this bitch is hardcore. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she's also totally. got the like the love hate tattoos across her mm-hmm. fingers, which is a nod to uh, the, what is it, uh, Night of the Hunter. Yes. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah. So, so, so I noticed that too. There's little, it's sprinkled in there. You know what I'm saying? Like the French are interesting. Like they take yeah. sort of their little references and then like it's just a weird context. So they decide. So that, that's when uh, Max steps in and tells her to leave her alone. And then they say, you know, fuck that. We're good. And they literally take Max and bend him over a fucking pinball machine mm-hmm. and are straight up about to, to take his butt. They're about to take yeah. Max his butt. Uh, but he, but the woman behind the counter uh, pulls out the shotgun mm-hmm. and kindly tells these men to fucking leave, right? Yeah. So, of course, they don't want to get shot, so they do leave. Um, and at this point, Max kind of, like, dusts himself off and our, um, and, and our main character, whose name I'm blanking on, let me look very quick, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte checks on him, right? And yeah. Charlotte's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just, you know, and I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And then he goes off to the bathroom. And then, like, he just doesn't come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Charlotte's sitting there and, like, it's getting, like, you know, we got time has passed. We see Charlotte's even playing a pinball machine. Or no, she's not. She's not playing pinball. She's playing ghouls and go- uh, goblins, right? Is the name of that game? Like, where the fucking, the guys with the knight. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to play that game, so I remember what it is. Like, so she's, like, playing the arcade game. Again, another, like, weird reference next to that we got the twilight zone pinball yeah the twilight zone pinball machine all of that shit is intentional like that is yeah yeah like all of that shit is like (laughs) interesting like little references that they decided to throw in this movie uh so she's like waiting for him and she she asks like yo a guy comes out of the bathroom actually a different guy a guy we've never seen he comes out and he goes to the counter and, and like the woman's behind the counter at the bar and they're sort of interacting and then she goes up to them and says did you see someone come out of there and he's like no no there's no one back there and and then she asked the lady, like, yo, did you see you see the guy I was with? And she's like, I didn't see nobody, right? Which is kind of strange. You're like, what? You know? So yeah. then the woman, like, so she goes into the bathroom in the back, right? To look. And she's looking around. And as she's looking around in the bathroom, we see uh the woman now start to close the fucking the, the curtains. Like she's like closing the curtains and shit, like trying to shut the bar down. And then she goes behind the counter and puts on some rubber gloves. Right. right. And you're like, what? OK, hold up. Right. Um, and then as she's doing that, that's when we're introduced at the same time to uh, Philippe Nahone, who's yeah. like driving. He's riding his bike, you know, up this little, you know, little back road. And then he p- comes into the saloon um, and he's like walks up to the door as she's got the gloves on and she grabs a fucking two by four with a fucking nail in it and is walking right. towards the bathroom. So he bangs on the door and it stops her in her tracks. So she has to go back. So while she's doing that, we see that Charlotte's discovered like a fucking door that's kind of it's like wallpapered over, basically, more or less. You can't it's like you can't open it. And she's like, okay, but she comes back out. And that's when she sees, oh, the woman tell uh, Philippe Nahon like that we're closed. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she tells her like, yeah, like you need to get out, too. You know what I'm saying? And she lets her out. Right. And then, like, we at that point, you're like, she could have 
this is the point where she was she was safe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything that happens after this is like, you know what I'm saying? She decides to go back. But so she's outside smoking a cigarette and she's talking with with Philippe Nahone. And, and that's when she sort of uh, finds out that like he's like the local law. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, she's telling him like, yo, I'm, I'm looking for a guy I came with. He went in the bathroom. He never came out, you know. Um, and ultimately, he tells her like something about like, well, if it's an adult, we can't really do anything. Like, that's just the law, which is a strange law. I mean, whatever. But missing person is a missing person. But maybe it's different. <laughs> maybe it's different in France. Maybe it's different in rural France. I don't know. Um, I think that might have been like a shorthand for like, yeah, well, yeah. if it's a child, we we had a search for him right away. Mm, right but away. Mm. An adult in like, I think it's like three days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think here's, like, here's something like 72 hours or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. But just, they might not have just not wanted to go into all the technical details of like missing. Yeah, birth. true that. And, and some of that is probably just shorthand and, and also sort of like translation. Who knows what yeah. that is. I don't speak French. Uh, but, right, <laughs> but that too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah. but so she ends up giving him her name and her number. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I'll let you know if I, you know, hear anything. And he leaves. And then uh, it goes to night. And at, at night, we see the mother pack up and leave in uh, one of those fucking trucks that I, that you see in all these French movies. It's a fucking menacing looking truck. Like, the, <laughs> it looks like the truck that they use in Jeepers Creepers. Like, everybody, mm-hmm. apparently everyone in rural France has one of these trucks. She's hops yeah, in yeah. one of these fucking trucks, pulls off, and then we see that Charlotte is in her car waiting. And she breaks back in to check the bathroom. And to, to specifically check that door, and she opens that door um, to look and find see see what's back there. And at that point, um, she gets fucking basically knocked unconscious by the mother. The mothers came back this whole time, like you know, like you're figuring like, oh, we find out that like this mom is like really, um, what's the word? She's she's sharp. Like she's not like she knows what's going on and and she's like calculated like she know what i'm saying it's like so so charlotte wakes up in a fucking cage now (laughs) she wakes up in a cage uh and she discovers that not only has she been kidnapped by this woman but in walks max right and and she's like oh shit and it's and we and it's revealed that max that's max's mother yeah and it's also and then there's also other people there's a there's a guy knocked out in one cage and there's another guy an asian man with a fucking cowboy hat, mm-hmm. and he keeps saying John Wayne. <laughs> like that's he's got the word tofu on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the all. He's got the brand on his head, but it's also he yeah. just. It's just hilarious to me that it's an Asian guy with a cowboy hat who could only say John Wayne. Oh, yeah, man, John Wayne, John Wayne. <laughs> I don't know if that's racist. I don't know. <laughs> But he just, I just, cause John Wayne, John Wayne is over there. He's like, John Wayne, John Wayne. <laughs> like, that's all he's fucking, he's like, I am Groot. He's just, all he says is John Wayne yeah. the whole fucking movie. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. say anything else, but fucking, I'm John, John Wayne. Um, so they give them this fucking nasty gruel, like, right, for them to eat, right? And it's like black, viscous shit. Uh, and like, they don't want to eat it, obviously. Um, but the one and, and the girl doesn't eat it. But I think the mom says something like it's it's not it's not very it's it's not uh tasty, but it's it's good. It gives you iron or some something right. to that effect, right? Um, and of course she's like, I'm not eating that shit. Yeah. Uh, 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 but they go. They notice that the guy in the third cage is knocked out. So mm-hmm. Max opens the cage up and pulls the guy out. He looks like he's dead. 
but upon once he gets out, the guy is like playing chicken or playing possum, not playing chicken, yeah. playing possum. And he jumps up and attacks Max. But his mom ends up hitting him in the head, right in the center of the head with that fucking two by four with the nail, um, puncturing his fucking skull. Which I mean, mom, mom Dukes has to be pretty strong to do that. But whatever, we're gonna rock with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she fucking like she pulls it out and then like they get a bucket and like literally like all of the blood that's coming out of his fucking wound in his head. She's like making sure it gets in this bucket. And at this yeah. point, you're kind of like, okay, what the hell is going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what I, what, I wanna. Um, back up to where, like, they um, for where she first breaks into that house. Yeah, because that's exactly where I think the Marvel viewer would say this is a plot hole. You know, it's like why? You know, it's like so. Yeah, basically, yeah. if we're to the, the logic of the film is basically like he disappeared to then have her come look for him. Mm-hmm. Why is she looking for him if? Mm-hmm don't know each other and like somebody even like addresses this like is he your friend no he's just some guy but i'm looking for him and i think there is like there you know there's a criticism that could be made there but but it is such a much it is a it is such a more interesting way to get to that cage Mm -hmm. than say the texas chainsaw massacre where it's literally like hey i wonder what's in that house bam you know it's like you've got you've added so many steps and so much more in like so the the tofu John Wayne guy, all these mm-hmm. things are are like adding all this flavor to it mm-hmm. that make this feel like this bizarre Twilight Zone nightmare world that we've entered as soon as we've stepped into that that building. Right. Um, that like you know something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is kind of relying on just the, the creepiness of, of everything to to kind of carry it. Th- this is just like bewildering you know all these other elements are bewildering and and, um and then also her need to find him and need to figure this out kind of says something about her in an interesting way like the the fact and also the fact she fell asleep you know she she's she says she's gonna like cut his balls off if he tries anything but then she just falls asleep immediately and lets him drive and like she's trusting and not trusting at the same time i don't know there's there's an added element there that i think um I think like it does more it, it does more to add to the movie than it takes away it doesn't it doesn't it, it, if it is a plot hole it's a good plot hole i get oh like it's I, i'm okay with you know maybe everyone wouldn't have fallen into that trap but she falls into that particular trap because of who she is you know yeah i definitely i definitely thought saw, thought that too but also when i thought that i also kind of was like well that's a very sort of american assumption too like right like and i like because it's interesting because it's like if you if you were to pick someone up a stranger right and you drove with them and you sort of like got to know them a little bit and bonded with them a little bit right and they fucking disappeared you know they went into the bathroom depending upon like sort of like who you are as a person as an individual right like whether you would give a fuck or not yeah um it's an interesting question, but also like culturally, like it, you know, like, is that so crazy for someone to do like in Europe? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like if you're, you pick up somebody and then they, they get lost, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't you feel a sense of obligation to find what happened? Like, you know what I mean? And, and it's just interesting where we, we are society over here. So fucking individualistic, you know what I'm saying? To the degree where it's like, like, 
Oh, fuck it. Like that motherfucker's dead. I don't know. Like you probably went to <laughs> smoke some crack. I don't know. I'm yeah. out. Like, yeah. Bye. You know what I'm saying? Which which yeah. in and of itself is darker than the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like people are like, you know, people are all will say that about a lot of horror movies. They'll be like, at this point, I would just leave. And it's like, yeah, I understand that, but like you understand that that's kind of darker than the horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, somebody's probably something happened to them, and you're just like, Fuck him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bye. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. in and of itself an indictment of sort of like uh, uh the American audience, at least specifically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like most of the American audience are like, yo, fuck that. Like, I'm out. <laughs> fuck right. him. He's dead. Now, yeah, he turns out to be in on it. And mm-hmm. so it's all ultimately you would have been justified and like fuck him because you know he was fine and he was trying to trap you, or maybe yeah. he wasn't even trying to trap you. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but again, it must have been part of the trap because he he must have this is must have been like part of the thing where he he endear he gets it he gets a ride, he takes the people back, then he disappears and they look for him. Like you're assuming that may that's probably probably how he's lured other people in. And that yeah. speaks to sort of like again, this idea of like people's sort of goodwill or they're conscious about like I'm with this person and this person goes out of nowhere. Like I feel an ob- like a sense of obligation to to find out what happened you know what i mean so so you know while yeah you could make that plot hole argument i mean i think it's i think it's interesting when when you just again like you don't not everything needs to be that way like we said right. before like not everything needs to be sort of because again like to, to to nitpick this plot but you could do that all day but i feel like mm-hmm. it's a movie that's sort of like the plot is like secondary you know what i mean totally. like um, completely yeah so yeah, so she does decide to go back and ends up being trapped. Now it starts to get interesting um, because we we kind of know what's coming, but like it, again, it's all about how they get there, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, uh, because we see sort of. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember after after they kill the guy that she tries to escape, and then we see sort of her in in. A uh, homeboy, uh, fucking John Wayne. <laughs> They're like stuck there by themselves. They leave them there, and like she does this cool thing where, where first she has John Wayne untie her because her hands are tied in rope behind her back, and John Wayne's hands are free, but he's just in a cage. But the cage is next to each other, so she turns to John Wayne and it's like, you know, he's he's all he's she's like untie me. And he's just John Wayne, John Wayne. <laughs> so she's like turns and then John Wayne gets it. You know what I'm saying? And fucking unties her hands, and mm-hmm. then. She's trying to, she sees a, you know, there's like rakes against the wall. And this is kind of an, in, it's a, kind of a cool sort of like ingenuity moment, like, or MacGyver kind of moment where she's like, she gives it to John Wayne. She's like, maybe you try it. So John Wayne makes the loop, throws it, catches the rake, pulls the rake over to the cage. Then she takes the rake through the bars, basically around and uses the fucking rake spikes where she sees her cell phone on the floor and pulls a cell cell phone all the way over to her. And it's like one of those moments in a movie where like, oh, you're like, oh, like logistically that makes sense. Right. Like that's actually kind of smart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, like she used her brain and they kind of thought right. that out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, and then that's another thing in a Marvel movie that would have been stupid. Like they would have just did some stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, she would just get out. Because right, she would she, just get out like, oh, the fucking gate was open or some shit. Like, right. you, know? You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. so. Like she's really good at lock picking or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, more, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and so, 
immediately though, like she tries as soon as they get the phone, that's when they start to come back in. And so she's like, oh, she, she, she fucking puts her hands behind her back, hides the phone in the fucking like there's like straw on the floor or something. I think she like tucks the phone in straw and like. Um, yeah, so she does that. They come back in and I think the woman opens the cage and that's when she tries to attack the woman. Right. Yeah. But the woman is big and strong and fucks her up. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She basically, I don't know. What did, what did it say to you? What did she say? Because it, it was worded weird in the subtitles um, on the one I watched. She says something like, and I know it's law, I know it was like broken English translation because she said something like, I did, I trained or I did something for years. You got to do better than that. I can't remember what it was, but basically, she's like, you know, like I got she was like a wrestler or something. Yes, see, it didn't even say that. Um, uh, yeah, (laughs) it was, it was, it said some weird shit. Like, again, like I know it was just a fucked up subtitle. Yeah, uh, but but she so she she finds she finds basically out that like, oh shit, like this woman's, this woman is very fucking capable. Um, mm. And not only that, but she's a fucking cold blooded murderer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, they throw her back into the cage. Uh, and then I believe at what point does the cell phone ring? It's, it's, shortly, like around the... it's right. Doesn't it like shortly thereafter she hears a cell phone ring. Yeah. Like, and then that's when the woman takes the cell phone. and But like, I think because it's uh, Philippe Nahone, the cop. They show him like sitting, sitting somewhere with like pencils in his nose and fucking <laughs> pencils in his ears and nose and shit. He's just like yeah. smoking. Yeah, and, that was uh, weird. Too. <laughs> That's uh, a weird little touch. Right. And he ends up calling her, calling the number um, and she answers it. Right. Like, I guess when she's back in because because it starts ringing after she throws her back in the cage. Mm-hmm. So so on the other end of the phone, you can hear her screaming. And he's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? And then you cut to like the phone shattered. The woman broke the phone, Um, which is is again, like. We understand sort of like, oh, like Philippe Nahon is like. For for as goofy as he is, he is sort of like. uh, He is kind of a good I I don't know, I don't want to say a good detective. I don't necessarily know if he's good, but he's a he's he knows some shit's going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's not completely like unaware. Like he's like, yeah. you know, shit's going on. Like obvious things are happening and he's not just a dumbass or he's just like, Hmm, well that was weird. You know what I mean? Cause that's right. another, that's another thing you would see probably in an American horror movie where it's just like a dude would just be like, Hmm, that was strange. I don't you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck happened with that. Fuck this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so he's going to go back and investigate it. We, we, we kind of understand that. Um, um, but, but, uh, yeah, at that point, is it is it is it is it that that point where they take them and put them in this weird sort of uh, device, right? It's like a it looks like a medieval fucking torture device, but it's not. It's like they strap they strap their wrist in, yeah, they strap their neck in, and then they like put a fucking tube in their mouth to like feed them that shit. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we still don't understand like uh, why they're feeding them the shit. Um, I still kind of don't understand because I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you, I have, I have theories about like why they're giving them that, that shit. Obviously it's because they're making, they're priming them for the, the, the pack. But right. like, what did you think about that, that shit? I don't know. <laughs> like it was, it was mysterious. I mean, uh, well, it gets back into the alchemical sort of nature of this whole thing. Like, are they, 
is it something that the the monster is attracted to or is it something that the monster needs well, i know to... she the mom said something about like it, it, it has a lot of iron in it and i'm wondering right. if it's like something to do with like the, makes the blood taste better because you know right. blood is filled with iron but maybe it's yeah. like some shit like that like to feed the fucking the ghouls so yeah. so after that this weird scene of of, of of them like being force fed this shit through tubes uh i think that's when um nahone comes back to check he comes back to the saloon to check and he's asking about the girl and um i think max is there working his mom's not there right um and correct me if i'm wrong but max says says to him like I didn't, I wasn't here. I wasn't working that day. Um, I, so my mom works on the weekends. So like, I would, I don't know. I didn't see any girl. You'd have to talk to her. Right. Mm. And then he's like, all right. So he leaves and he take, he's taking a piss. And as he's pissing, like he's pissing by a covered up car and he lifts the cover and he sees that it's the girl's car. Right. Mm. So that's another clue where he's like, wait a minute, the girl's fucking car is back here covered up. Um, and then it cuts to a scene of, of Max back at his mom's house. And she's like, we see her like at a fucking tape, like one of those industrial table saws outside. And she's like cutting like a fucking human limb. Like she's like cutting them in half and then throwing them in this tub with what I assume is some sort of like acid shit to break it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is like another like holy shit moment where you're like, yo, this <laughs> bitch is just, just chopping up. Mother yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and then shortly thereafter that, um, that's when we see, the girl, they like drug the girl, right? And they and John Wayne, they put mm -hmm. them in this fucking mining cart. Yeah. And then they like bite and they pull it by horse out to this fucking shack. The shack that's in the fucking like middle of fucking just nothing. It's just fucking dirt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? And they hang them up by their fucking arms, by chains, suspended mm -hmm. over over the ground. Um, what and 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 I think the mother cuts her foot, right? Like she slices her foot so that, like the blood is like dripping into the soil, and that basically. And then the, we notice also, yeah, the moon. The moon plays another, you know, a big factor. Yeah. The moon's out, right? The moon is fucking out. It's a full fucking moon, and they just sitting there waiting. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then that's when the ghouls start to like right. appear from the dirt. They like claw their way out, right? Um, and there's some fucking blind. They have no eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just they're not. Um, they have their mining uniforms on. Um, right. Evan, what did you think about the look of the ghouls? What for first? For, like, yeah, let's oh, talk creepy about as hell. Yeah, creepy the, cre as hell. the creature design, like it's kind of yeah. like they kind of look like a fucking I don't know, like I'm trying to just describe them. Like they kind of reminded me of like crash test dummies, like, but like, mm -hmm. you know, like they had like the jumpsuit, like fucking shave skull, like, but they have like no eyeballs. They almost have like, I want to say they have teeth because they, I remember opening mouth, but they also kind of have like this weird, like mandible kind of like looking shit on their Yeah, face. they look a little mm -hmm. Neanderthal-esque kind of like, like, I don't know. They're yeah, I mean, like, they like look green. really, they do look like, like them, they do look like ghouls. Like, yeah, like they definitely like, they are ghouls like they're like when you see them you're like oh shit these are ghouls like yeah you know I mean? um and then so they're attracted to the blood and i don't even know how many of them there are like we think there's like five but then like there appears to be more later on like i don't yeah. know how many of these motherfuckers they are but yeah they come out the ground and then like they go up to you know 
John Wayne and Charlotte and like they end up like ripping off fucking John Wayne's arm. Right. And his his blood is pouring out. He's screaming and then they like drinking it and Charlotte is awake at some point, but then she passes back out. Yeah. They don't kill her, but I guess they feasted on him. I guess you know that was and like we didn't see him after they just like rip his arm off, right? Right, like, they like rip his arm off and they're like feasting on his blood and he's screaming yeah. and it's like cuts. And we know that Charlotte is back, but John right. Wayne is gone. Yeah, John Wayne is dead. Like you know, what I'm saying yeah. they, they must have like you know went had a full fucking like buffet on him. Like they, but they I'm had, not. They had Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure he's dead. Um, and we I mean, get, we can uh, get back to why because I mean, well, I mean, you know, they like you got to remember the blood loss alone from them ripping his arm off, but they if ripped they, somebody else's limb off at some point and they apparently survived. I don't do you want, do you want to talk about the ending or we could talk about the ending? It doesn't really, but matter. yeah, so yeah. she like, I mean, at the end, she's she has her leg. The fourth, the leg. fourth ending, the fourth right. ending yeah. <laughs> ends four times. She, she's just she's upside there. down, and yeah, and, but that's the thing, she's though. Alive. She's alive, but she's upside down too, which would probably gravity would probably help with the blood loss. True, true. And it's the leg; it's a lower extremity as opposed yeah. to the arm, which is probably I think there's an artery right there. Yeah, you're right. She he, he probably the blood to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and plus we never see him again, so it's assumed like if he was still alive, would they put him back with Charlotte? Like you know what I'm saying? But he, I think they just yeah, I think they just ate him. You know what I'm saying? Like he got, I think he got ate up. So. Then we get sort of uh, at that point um, to speed things along because we don't really got to go beat by beat or anything, even though I have been kind of going beat by beat. <laughs> but like uh, what happens is Philippe Nahon ends up coming back to the house, to her house to see the to see the mom. Um, and this is interesting moment where like it does this weird nonlinear time jump. Where like. She she he's asking about the the woman the girl right and he's and and she his questions to her prompt her to invite him inside right, right? so he goes inside and she looks back over her shoulder to see if anyone's gonna why would anyone be there I have no idea she lives in the middle of nowhere in fucking rural France yeah whatever. she checks over her shoulder shuts the door then it cuts to her wheeling him out in a wheelbarrow right but then it cuts back and it starts to show what's happening. And it does this in a really interesting way, which which is uh, it shows a sort of like her. Like putting something in his drink to knock him out. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. showing it in this. It's got this weird sort of filter, like this sort of like a uh, hazy filter over it, like as if like, oh, he did take it. Right. But yeah. Then you, but then it goes and it shows you like, oh, he, he looks like he drank it. Mm-hmm. Boom. But then it's revealed. Oh, shit. He dumped it in a plant. Oh, he got the drop on her, knocks her out. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Then he, he frees Charlotte. And you're like, oh, shit, he frees Charlotte, right? Right. And then, like, it, it does this whole, like, wraparound where, like, she gets, you know, they fucking, they put the mom in the cage. Charlotte grabs the shotgun, puts the shotgun in the cage. You think she's just like, is she going to shoot her? And she, like, hesitates, like, for very long. Like, it's like, she's going to shoot her. She's not going to shoot her. She's going to shoot her. Shotgun. And then finally, bam, she shoots her. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the sun comes in. And she's they want to kill him, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? And 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 he's looking at his mom in the cage, and then they leave to go to because Charlotte, and again, plot holes. This is what people say plot holes. Charlotte at this point wants to kill the fucking ghouls. Like, yeah, and like, that, that's also interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Like, why does she want to do that? 
Yeah. Why, why, why not just leave? She's like, mm-hmm. no, we got to go back and we got to kill those motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and we get the back in the way and sort of the way they weave in the backstory where like they're explaining, he's explaining like, oh, that like his brothers used to work in a mine and they died in the mine. Right. And their mother was upset. And there's something to do with this old sort of folklore legend of like putting the, the blood in the dirt mm-hmm. and deep in the earth and it brings them back but they come back as these fucking living dead ghouls. And like, so this whole time she's like, she loves her sons and she's feeding them these fucking people that she catches and yeah. they can only come out. They only have power during the, the moon. Mm-hmm. They can't, they have to go back in the ground. Like, so there's this whole like convoluted sort of like mythology or, or backstory about like why the, why this shit works. And they just kind of like, they just kind of like throw it out there real fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you kind of get it. Like, you just kind of get it. Like you don't, yeah. You don't really need that much, you know, explaining, you know, like when it comes to this. Right. Mm-hmm. But but so but now all of that shit happens. Right. Then as 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 uh, uh, they go to fucking they're going back. Right. Philippe Nahone is sitting there and he's like looking. He doesn't even go with him, which is weird. Why doesn't he go with him? I don't know. But he's sitting there and he calls her. He says, I think he calls her like a, a slut. Like he's looking at her like, I got you now, you fat slut or whatever. So right. he turns around to smoke a cigarette. And then, of course, she gets up. And she basically grabs him through the bars, incapacitates him, gets out, then kills yeah. him. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she stabs him, right? And then, like, uh, you see that she has, like, this fucking, like, chain mail on. Under right. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, yeah. This is, you know what I mean? Whatever. I guess, you know, we, we going with it. We going with it. So, so, <laughs> so, like, she fucking goes as so, so, so the girl, Charlotte and, and Max are going to the shack, right? And when they get to the fucking shack, here are the fucking bikers. Now, why are the bikers there? I have no fucking idea. How did they get there? How do they know to go there again? <laughs> I don't fucking know, but I'm rocking with it. I don't, I, yeah, you could pick that apart. You could be like, why are these guys here? I don't know. So there, we see the two of the bikers are inside, right? Yeah. They're just fucking in there chilling, waiting. And then one biker's pissing. Like, but they go up to the fucking door and they look through the window and they see them in there. Oh shit. But then the biker that's pissing turns around and sees them and he fucking smiles like a villain. Aha, and he fucking brings him in with a knife. So now they're in there with the fucking bikers. Now they're right. fucked again. And they're like, hey, this is the guy that I was gonna fuck. <laughs> I think that's what he said. This is the guy that I was gonna rape. You know, right. like, what are you fuckers doing here? You know, um, and I, the assumption is I guess they were still trying to fuck with them. I don't know. But again, we we going with it. So at the yeah. same time. The mom throws a fucking head, Philippe Nahon's head, through the window. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, what the fuck? Why did this fucking, why did you throw this bitch throw his head through the window? I think it's one of the bikers like, what the fuck is this bitch throwing right. at me? <laughs> and then she's outside with the shotgun and she's like, basically like, you know, like they have to like, the son tells them to hold, to, uh, to, to sort of like hole up in there, which I don't think that was, just, again, not smart. Like she's one woman. And not only that, but the sun pulls the floor up and there's a fucking arsenal. There's a fucking stockpile of weapons and yeah. ammo there. And they're like, yo, where'd you get this from? It's like, oh, my father or whatever. I'm like, they got enough firepower to shoot that, that, that lady and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, but she's sitting in a chair with her little chain mail and her shotgun and keeping them in there. And now obviously the girl wants to stay because she's a psycho apparently. And she wants to fight these ghouls. I don't know why, right. but she does. And, Max, I guess, is down with it. And the bikers are like, I guess we got to stay here because the old woman with the shotgun, even though we got her outnumbered and outgunned, we're going to stay in this fucking thing until nightfall. So they fucking board up the windows and shit. The mom's out there. And eventually what happens is the fucking biker shoots her anyways and walks outside. 
at night, right? Walks towards her. Yeah. And she's fucked. First, he shoots her fucking hand off. Her hand blows off, blows her fucking hand off, right? After mm-hmm. he shoots her from far. And then he's up close. And and he's like, uh, they're like talking and shit. And 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 she tells him to come close and she says he, he's like, You're fucked, you know. And she's like, No, you're fucked. And that's when I, at that moment, you know, her blood has hit the fucking soil, summons the ghouls. The ghouls like fucking like Mortal Kombat fatality through his fucking body, right. pull his heart out, <laughs> Kano style, pull, pull his whole yeah. heart out, uh, and take a bite of it. He's dead, obviously. He's fucking eating mm-hmm. his eating his heart, and that's when the siege happens on the shack. And there's like a, mm-hmm. a, a mini a mini siege of the shack with the people fighting the ghouls. And basically, another aspect of that is one of the bikers is like not participating at all. He's like reading a book, but the book is upside down. <laughs> Yeah. So I think uh I don't know. I think that, that that was a joke, apparently, like like to show that he he wasn't really reading, but he just was scared or something, I'm assuming, and he didn't want to he didn't want to participate in this. So he's gonna see right. and pretend he's reading a book. <laughs> I yeah. don't I, I, I don't fucking know what that's about. Uh but but it happens. Um and uh I'm trying to think. Um now this is where we get to the ending, right? Um now the ghouls come out when they surround first they're shooting at the ghouls and they're shooting outside. Um, and we see the ghouls are all dead, right? They're already dead, but we see them laying there and then they get back up cause they're fucking undead. Like, so they're like, Oh shit. Like the ghouls are still coming. And honestly, yeah. th- this part is the weakest part. Like, like I hated this part, like <laughs> low key. Like I was like, this is a stupid siege. Like what the fuck? Uh, but it's the other three endings that I actually like. So Wait, which, I, which part did you know, dislike? I hated the siege on the shack. Like I just hated okay. the way that like they executed that. Like, but then they then but then they had like three other scenes following that that like worked. So like okay. so like they go through the shack. The bikers get killed off. Uh, the brother the shack ends up getting burnt down. The ghouls get inside. The brother's left with the ghouls. She leaves him. That word the ghouls are his brother literally. Like but they're just undead. She runs out and then there's a scene with her like in this like wheat field. Yeah. And then there's like we see like more than initially was shown of these ghouls. There's like at least, right. at least eight or ten of these motherfuckers. And, and you realize her goal was impossible. Right. And she's like, like running and she gets caught in this little snare trap. And then like it is kind of like tense. It's like, oh shit, they're like moving through this field looking for it. They're converging on her. And it's like that was really effective. I actually like yeah. that was fucking cool as fuck. Right. Yeah. And then like they they like start biting on her leg and then it blanks out, boom, and it cuts. You're like, what the fuck? And it's almost like you're like, she's like in pain but she's also it kind of looks like she might be in pleasure it's weird mm-hmm. right it's like a weird sort of and then it cuts to like the bar and and max again and he's alive and he's and he, he hops out of the car with a baddie <laughs> yeah some, some some chick that's attractive and they walk right. inside the, and you're like oh it's starting all over and then behind the bar this time instead of the mother who was killed it's 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 charlotte and she's pregnant and then right. so you're thinking automatically like wait a minute who's she pregnant by is she pregnant by one of the ghouls like what the fuck like, that's what i thought yeah right yeah. Then you like, oh, and you're like, that's a fucked up ending. And then it kind of like make eye contact, right? And you're like, what the fuck? But then it cuts again. And now it's Charlotte and she's hanging upside down. Right. And she's just, and then like it, as it pulls out, it shows like not only is she hanging upside down, she's strung up by one leg and the other leg has been completely gone because the, the ghouls yes. ate it off. Right. right. And, and that's, and, and like again, like those kind of like three endings the, the wheat field, the fucking pregnant, pregnancy dream shit. And then, her being upside like all of that i liked like 
those three different yeah. again like it's four endings <laughs> right but those yeah. last three endings were like kind of like oh i actually like it like brought me back because i was kind of like that siege part was like it just mm. felt like very haphazard and just kind of like it felt had, like the video for thriller yeah kind of a little bit yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know like yeah but um what, what interests me um especially again watching this right after watching the white lotus mm. i was thinking about the genre of mystery versus the genre of horror right and like um a lot of things kind of cross over like something like game of thrones for instance is kind of both those things the same like a lot of westworld is kind of both horror and mystery and it, it uses yeah. tropes from both uh to, to execute its plot but um <clears throat> but um yeah I, I wrote this down that um in horror anything can happen as long as it's traumatic as long as it leads so you can have an ending where the good guy the good girl in this instance is left for dead in a horrible situation and it's ambiguous because that's a dramatic like that's a dramatic ending that works mm. and like versus mystery is like the antithesis of this where it's like the whole point of it is whatever you thought was going to happen will not happen and we can have whatever stupid ending we want as long as it's not the one that you predicted as long as as long as the writer is more clever than you were as somebody who wanted a satisfying, dramatic, climactic ending, well, we're not going to give you that climax. We're going to give you this alternative. Like, basically, it's like an alternative ending becomes the ending like where, where it's like it's trying to trick you. It's trying to trick you into thinking that it's about this when really it's about this. And what that leads to with a show like White Lotus is like everything you cared about is left up in the air and like totally unresolved. And the shit you didn't care about is is totally resolved in the, the dumbest way possible, basically. And in a horror movie, you can have sometimes a dumb, dumb in some, but like not really dumb, uh, sensational, no, you know, dumb, sensational, dumb. dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edit, no, you're you know? dumb. It's dumb. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. A lot of the time it is dumb. I mean, like, you know, uh, fucking uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is dumb. I am entrenched. Like I am entrenched in horror. Like, like yeah. I. I've seen all the movies like I like literally the first the first, the thing that got me like my start in terms of like getting paid and getting the attraction. I wrote a horror script. So like, oh, yeah. so so and I am vocal about it. Like I like I know I know the people in the horror circles and like I am annoyed by them. But like <laughs> I say this all the time, like they have bad taste. Like, yeah, yeah, they don't even know they have bad taste. They have yeah, yeah. bad taste. Like the yeah. shit they, they rave about. You're like this movie is like, no, it's shit. Right. You love it, but it's shit. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like they don't have like they're fucking easy to please. That's why like uh, a movie like Smile will come out, right? Mm. And uh preface this, I haven't watched it, but I know it's dumb. Mm. Like, but yet it, it's made a lot of money. And horror, the horror people like to they, they define themselves like again, like their personality is I watch horror movies, which has always been weird to me. Like, <laughs> like you know, like how's that your personality? Yeah. Like, like yeah, I watch them. I've seen all the movies you've seen, but I it's not my personality like you know what i'm saying like yeah. I read all the shit like i know like but it's not my like but, but these people that's they've turned it into a personality but so that movie comes out right it's, it it makes a lot of money in the box office and now they're talking about this movie like oh, they're hyped because it's a horror movie that did a lot of money as if like and they're and they're, and they're thinking it's like well if it's an original horror film and it gets made and released that means more more are going to get made mm -hmm. and it's like first of all it's fucked up on so many levels because like if you have any, and some of these people that say this are industry people, right? But yeah. but like, if they know anything about the industry, which they fucking do, it's like not it's it's naive it's naivete, like because it's like 
you think that, okay, Smile does well, Barbarian does well. The studios are like, okay, horror's in. Because that's what Hollywood does. Hollywood's like, whatever makes money, we're going to make. We're going to finance. Right. But they're going to fuck it up. And then, of course. Like, of course. Like they always do. They're, these same motherfuckers are now they're going to finance more of these shits. They're going to make a whole bunch of shitty ones or shittier ones. And mm-hmm. then they're going to be like, it's dead. You guys, <laughs> it's dead. Moving on to the next thing. Now, you know, until somebody else does it again, a year or what two. What do you think of Barbarian? I, and Barbarian's like, I enjoyed Barbarian. Barbarian, have you seen it? You seen it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 bar- I just want to say about Barbarian. Barbarian is a fun, enjoyable movie. It's fun, but it's it's too predicated on the twist and turns. So, yeah. it's one of those movies that it's lesser every time you see it. Right. It's and not, also it's, yeah, it's so like it's kind of overt with this message in a way that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it definitely, it definitely does that. It definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely gets, gets a little bit heavy handed with, with what it's trying to say. But, but in terms of like movies that get made now, it's like, it's definitely almost, better than most. Yeah. Best, better than most of the shit in terms of how it does that. Cause like it, we're so used to like the social messaging being so heavy handed that like this almost seems tame, even though it isn't like, you know, right. even though it's clearly overtly saying something, it's yeah. still it's still done in a way that's a little bit more like restrained. <laughs> like right. we're just saying something. Uh, but but the thing about Barbarian that I keep saying is all the time is like I know what I know what I know what Zach Krieger was doing. Like mm-hmm. and like it's an easy trick. Like yes. all I gotta do is subvert at every point. Exactly. And it's fun. It is fun. It's made to it's built to be fun. But it's like, okay, but the a better version of that movie, it works without the surprises like yeah the first time you watch it that's great the surprises but you can return to it and it still stands on its own whether you know what's happening or not and i don't think barbarian passes that test like, yeah i think that every time you watch it is lesser because you know what's going to happen now and i think that's 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 what i'm talking about with mystery yeah like, yeah, exactly yeah. like he's literally like whatever you think is going to happen isn't going to happen mm-hmm. and that's the point and it's yeah. like you you think you're supposed to not trust this guy so mm-hmm. you should actually trust him. And then you think you're supposed to trust this guy. And that's why you shouldn't trust. And that's the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And like, um, the and more interesting, the more interesting version of barbarian, which they would never do. Mm-hmm. It's just very, it's, it's a very small thing, but is to not have, have fucking, uh, uh, Justin long, like have him be the hero, like just have him be the, they would never do that. Yeah. Have him be because the hero after too- yeah. yeah, because he's too he's 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 a rapist. Like you know right. what I'm saying? Like just keep it right. he's he's a rapist. So it's like they're yeah. never gonna do that. Like, but that's the more interesting, like that is the more yeah. interesting thing because it's morally ambiguous to the degree where it's like it's like, okay, he's a piece of shit, but he got a but but he got away. Yeah. And that even and, and as much as you know, as much as we live in that sort of like hyper social uh justice era, right? Mm-hmm. That is actually truer. Yeah, because so many of these motherfuckers get away. Well, you know what? You know what actually did do that? That uh, was censored by HBO. <laughs> but uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Tyrion Lannister is a rapist. Mm-hmm. He uh, he raped his his former wife and he like had like basically the whole like Lannister battalion like rape her basically like together. Mm-hmm. Because Tywin told him that she lied to her, like she she lied to him or some shit. Like it was like basically. Was his, it Sansa? Uh no, before that. 
Oh, before, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 oh, when he, ma- when he married the when he married the uh, the the sex worker. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, before that, the whore. before that, no, before, oh, before he married, that, it was before, the other one. Her, it, it was off. This all off screen. This all backstory shit. Like, yeah, yeah. but he, he has a rift with uh, his brother. Oh yeah, 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 brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad. Yeah, you're right because they keep referring to that throughout yeah. the like the first woman he married and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. she was a good woman who mm-hmm. like you know it was totally normal marriage, and then like his brother was like, oh, actually that was a whore who we tricked into marrying you and all this shit, mm-hmm. and so he out of vengeance was like, okay, well fuck her, and then like they just rape like him. I think his brother helps him and like, mm-hmm. like, like it's like all of them get together and rape this woman yeah. and then banish her. And then it turns out that that was all a lie crafted by Tywin yeah. because he didn't want her to marry her because she was low born and all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. because of all that, Tyrion has a rift with Jamie, And like, she mm-hmm. says, like when they last see each other, he says he's going to kill him. Whereas in the show, they like leave on good terms and everything. Like it's just completely, they just completely retcon all that stuff out. Because they it. can't, they can't. Like yeah. they would never do. They would never do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know but saying? like they it, would never do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So I get, I get, I totally see why they would leave that out. Um, mm-hmm. And like the 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 the, the I I still can't summon summon the. Uh, I, I have so many books, right? And the George R. R. Martin like like books. Or one of those books like where i'm like i should read all of these you know what i'm saying but like i know he's never gonna put out winds of winter so yeah and it's, they're <laughs> i'm not in a rest for fucking long for no reason they're all yeah. super long for no sir, reason. they're all thousand page books yeah it's just like i you know i'm like and there's so much i'm i'm getting through so many other books that are far smaller yeah. I'm like I just look back and I'm like, am I ever gonna get to actually finishing this whole trilogy of Game of Thrones? Like not yeah. trilogy, but how many books? Six, seven books, whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. Maybe I will, but I just. I'm much more interested in the prequel stuff that they're doing now with the mm-hmm. with the, the new show and like House the books based on the books those are based on are really cool. But the yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, Targaryen families and shit. Yeah. 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 That stuff's cool. But yeah, yeah. The book, the main books were like super and they they ruined it with the show too. So at this point, it's like why why even get into it? Yeah, they, it, fucked, they fucked it up. They ran out of books yeah. and then they fucked it up because again, that's mm-hmm. that's what happens in Hollywood. Like again, like there are so many untalented people in Hollywood. Um it's ridiculous. Like yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, a lot of people would be like, Oh, that's sour grapes. No, it's not. Like they yeah. suck. Like yeah. our mediocrity reigns, like where 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 you're also, you got to think about it like this too. Like, there's gatekeepers, right? <clears throat> and and there's certain people in positions of power who are sort of like they're in the role of being sort of like default tastemakers, right? But what happens when the tastemakers, like these fucking corporate execs, these like I always describe them as like they have like cross the brain of a CrossFitter. Like, what happens when you have one of those type of people, which you have a lot of, in positions at creative executive positions? who have the ability to sort of green light projects or get shit going. Like when they're picking the shit, right. They're going to pick shit that they think is good, but they have meathead taste, like taste of like, like unrefined, like fucking like, so like they're selecting certain kinds of writers. They're select writers or they select a lot. Like what happens is this, like a lot of times is it's, 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 it's people playing uh, to use a game of thrones reference it's people playing the game of thrones they're fucking right. people getting their little finger on and rising up the ranks they know how to yeah. fucking cuz it is about who you know like like that is a true thing that mm-hmm. that that that's not just you know that's not isolated to hollywood it's fucking the way our societies run right totally but 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 like 
with with Hollywood, it's like fucking like the same kind of shit where it's just like it's about relationships and then how you can play the political game in terms of getting yourself and positioning yourself to get, you know, in a position to to get sort of like certain jobs or to get certain kind of fucking things. Right. Um, And when it comes to people creating shows or, or writing shit like there is a lot of that shit going on. I mean, in directing, too, it's a lot of that shit going on where it's like people are getting being given jobs are given the opportunities to make certain things. And it's like the people picking them are like people who like, like a screenplay can read a certain kind of way. Right. Like I think the blacklist came out today, which I wouldn't even have known that the blacklist came out uh, because I don't pay attention to that shit anymore. But, but a screenwriter friend of mine, Scott hit me up and told me about it. And we was joking about it. And I think a long time ago, Scott was actually on the blacklist back when it meant something, but, Mm. but, but, I don't know. Are you familiar with the blacklist? No. So the blacklist, and again, this just shows you how fucking industry. If you, I'm glad that you don't know about it. But so, <laughs> so every year, I forget when the first blacklist came out. But every year since the first blacklist came out, there's there was a list that it started with a list that was compiled by this guy, uh, this, this black dude, similar hairstyle to you. His name's Franklin, uh, Franklin Leonard. Uh, okay. His dreads, but he's like a Harvard guy. Like he's. Okay. he's He's one of those Harvard black dudes. So he okay. used to work. He used to work for like Will Smith's company at Overbrook at one point. Yeah. But like he used to compile. He compiled this list called the Blacklist, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it was the most liked scripts that circulated Hollywood. Like, and it was based on votes. Like, like they would have all these execs and producers and people in the they would vote on their favorite most read scripts. These are scripts that are like being taken around in development or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were released this list and it's like a whole and they put the list. If you Google it now, you'll see because it just came out like uh, it's it's a, it'll, it's a it'll be a list of fucking almost 100 fucking scripts. I don't know. Like and like they're they're they're, they're tiered like the number one is the script that had the most votes. Like, you know, what I'm saying? Okay. like this is the number one on the blacklist and it's one through whatever. Like, I don't know if it's 60, 80, whatever. Um, and like. The blacklist would come out. And like, if you read all of the log lines for these, these movies, they sound horrible. Like they're boring. Like, like it's absolute boring shit. Like yeah. I used to be super hype into like the blacklist, like, Oh shit is cool. Like, and then like, as I got more seasoned and as I started to like get more into it, I just realized like, Oh, this is not, it's like fucking smoke and mirrors. Like, yeah. And really the blacklist jumped the shark because it used to be a list that was released and like people took it real seriously and it still carries weight because Hollywood is clout chaser fucking, you know, clout chaser fucking central. So it does yeah. still have a little weight, but it doesn't, it's really not the blacklist yeah. officially in my mind, jumped the shark uh, years back when they created a, a script service site. So it used to just be like industry votes. They put the list out and those scripts are like, Oh shit, these are the black. And, and usually those scripts, a lot of those scripts are already in development or already attached to people. But if they weren't, sometimes that would be enough to get that script heat and then like it would become a thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like over the years, a lot of movies that we that you know were blacklist movies, like our scripts that were on the blacklist. Um, mm-hmm. but but now, like the way it exists now, like at, at a certain point, Franklin Leonard got like entrepreneurial and was like, hmm, how can I use this to make money? Huh. Let me go ahead and make the blacklist a fucking script service online site where people can unrep screenwriters or screenwriters who are trying to still break in or get some heat. They can send their scripts in and mm. for a fee, the readers will, we have readers that will read your script and give you coverage. And then mm. based on that coverage, 
they will apply a rating. And if it rates high enough, we will host that script on the blacklist where industry people will see it. And maybe that'll get you either a manager, an agent, or maybe that'll get an actor or somebody will be interested and maybe get the project going. You know what I'm saying? Um, Once it became that, which is what has already existed, the grift of like screenplay writing contests and the grift of like screenplay coverage, like mm -hmm. paying for coverage. I always tell people like, that's a that's a that's a that's a grift. Like if you if you're willing to give these fucking people money, like to tell you what's wrong with your script, like I know people that make money from that. Like and it's like okay, more power to you, but it's a grift. Like don't waste your money. Like here's a better thing to do with your money: take the money out of your pocket, set it on fire. Boom. <laughs> fucking is equally as good as fucking giving it to some random person to tell you what's wrong with your script. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I know and I know that's a hot take, and and people will feel whatever kind of ways, but. The people that'll feel the way about this, I don't like them. They don't fuck with me anyway. So, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, the people in that, I don't associate with those those screenwriters anyways anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but the ones that I do know that I fuck with them, and they know where I'm coming from, and they probably would yeah. say this. Some of them would say it openly, and some of them would say it privately. <laughs> but but yeah. but the truth is, like that's the truth. And I don't have any smoke necessarily for for like Franklin Lillard. Franklin, I don't know him. Like I don't like you know it's, it's not an issue with him per se. I don't I don't know the guy. Um, but 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 I'm just saying like anything like that, it doesn't matter. The blacklist isn't anything like that. And I've made lists. I've been on some of these lists like, yeah, like and I'm not I'm not saying like being on these lists doesn't ha give you perception like it yeah. does. It, it's clout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's a difference between clout and money. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? like money is useful. Clout, not necessarily like if you yeah. unless you can turn clout into something that absolutely benefits you. But yeah. but I've been on the list and, and it's like, OK, like I don't give a fuck about making a list like I want to make things like I don't I didn't get in this to. And I, but there's right now there's writers uh, that like their whole goal is to be on a fucking list. Mm -hmm. like, and this is like that's just to me. It's just like. Like, that's what you want to do. You want to be on a list. Why don't you like right. I thought you wanted to make shit, you know, right. But but. But yeah, I don't even know how I got on that tangent, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what this podcast is about. We're about tangents. <laughs> Uh, well, um, uh, well, we were talking about Barbarian, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it okay. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk. But, but, yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was, it was to highlight like the types of scripts or the types of writers that are working, and like what what is be, what is getting to the top of the slush pile, mm -hmm. what is being talked about as good, right? Right. Like, it's reflective in the writing of the movies that you see now that are coming out. Mm -hmm. So like when you got these certain types of people with this certain kind of taste, this very middle brow at best, mm -hmm. right? Middle brow taste. And that's being generous. I feel like most of these people don't have taste, but, but they're looking <laughs> at scripts. They're looking at scripts, like the same way you look at a well-written resume mm -hmm. because these are corporate people, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's like, well, the script looks the way a script should look. It uses certain kind of words. <laughs> it's there's no typos uh what, what else uh it has three act structure um i know that on page 30 that's the moment that this is supposed to happen and it does <laughs> like that's how they're grading the script like mm -hmm. that's how they're looking like this because it's it's like it's it's like a a, a smoke and mirrors it's like yeah. the script passes a sniff test on a casual glance but if you're like if you're somebody who reads a lot if you're somebody who like watches a lot and like you, you will read the shit and you'll be like, yo, this is nothing. This is a giant nothing burger. Like, yeah, I get that you guys are reading this and you think it's okay because it's coherent and it's competently yeah. written and it it looks like a good script. And like, it looks like a good script. 
but there's yeah. nothing there's nothing under the hood right like you're right. like what, i one time when i lived in la i used to uh deliver to um i used to work for this fucking startup company um and it was like a health food somebody and i used to go to like tesla tesla's main um hub in hawthorne and like when I would walk into Tesla, right, they had this fucking, they had that Model X car. This is before it came out. When you walked up to it, it looked like a fucking full car. But when you looked inside it, you're like, oh, this shit is like made of styrofoam. It's just like a, right. it's just a fucking prototype. That's yeah. what the scripts, it's like, it looks like a car. It looks like a finished car. But then when you pull the shit up, it was like, oh, there's nothing in there. Yeah. That's what it is. It, it, it looks like this expensive thing well, that people want. And that's what current. most of these movies are. That's what the most current Marvel movies That's are. That's all the Marvel movies are. That's where all the Marvel yeah. movies are. <laughs> you know well, it, um, George R. R. Martin actually talks about this with uh, with Tolkien, mm-hmm. that Tolkien had this like perfectly developed world from the get-go, you know, in a language and all this sort of stuff. And that like the job of a fantasy writer is basically to simulate that. In, in your first fantasy novel, you want to create the, the appearance of this well-crafted world. And that's basically what he did in the first Game of Thrones book, uh, the first A Song of Ice and Fire book, which is called The Game of Thrones. He basically like implies that there's all this depth all yeah. over the place. And then the yeah. later books, he expands on all that. Mm-hmm. But like that's especially after Avengers Endgame, I think every Marvel movie is like setting up something for a theoretical point where there's mm-hmm. going to be a, something as big as Endgame or bigger than Endgame. Mm-hmm. And it's just very clear at this point, they're just kind of pulling stuff out of their ass. And it's like right. not it's and, and there's no soul to it. Yeah. And at best, you can get like a kind of like a pretentious attempt at basically doing twin peaks or some shit like that as a marvel show which is a that's what wandavision basically was but like it doesn't have any kind and then you get that doctor strange movie that was like fucking horrible you know and that that just like didn't you know basically um basically paid off the wandavision stuff with like oh she turned evil now and she's bad and like you know but if you watch it it was like an outline at best you know it wasn't actually like a movie it was just like and then you get uh, Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. beloved director, to direct this trash, mm-hmm. and because they, um, they because because it's got I think they like Scott Derrickson got kicked off or some shit. Right, like, right, right. So they just put on they put Raimi on like fuck it. Yeah. Raimi stepped in like all right, yeah, fuck it, I'll do this shit. <laughs> but know? then it's this well, what you described, smoke and mirrors. Like it's mm-hmm. basically just like him creating the appearance of this being a movie that you have to see or something important or something interesting, where right. it's just like. You know. Well, two things. One, when you when you speak about like you know when you spoke about George R. R. Martin, what he was doing was legitimate world building, right? Right. Yeah. What Marvel's doing though is like is like fake world building, where it's it's because it's Kevin Feige. So right. So Kevin Feige is running that whole ship. Yeah. So it's like that's why it's strange to me. Like that's why Tarantino. When people talk about like get on Tarantino and Mark Scorsese for talking about Marvel movies, but Tarantino said recently like. I won't. I don't want to do a Marvel movie. I don't because I'm not looking for a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what those movies are. They're a job. Like they will yeah. grab. They will grab a fucking director, right? Like they'll grab somebody like a fucking what's the dude, um, Taika Waititi or whatever. Some, yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. Guy or James Gunn or James or, Gunn or whoever. Yeah. They'll grab the motherfuckers and they'll put them in the movie. But ultimately, it's all going Kevin Feige's way. Right. Like he's steering the ship. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's almost it's turn. It's like a it's like movies 
It's like it's like T. It's like legitimately making TV into film because mm-hmm. that's the way TVs ran. TV. I think it's where video games were 15 years ago. It's like mm-hmm. Halo One and Two and Three. Yeah, the it's writers. Where, it's that level of depth. Right. The, the, the writers though in TV ran the shit, right? Mm-hmm. And like the directors are just like hired guns. Well, that's right. what, in in film it used to be the other way around. Yeah. Unless you're a writer director, then it's like, but 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 if you were a director, it's it's the director's like the final say in terms of like create unless the studio comes in and they have final cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the director's the one who's like steering the ship. And the, yeah. and the screenwriters they they like, like get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> you know, they like like fuck you like that that. Yeah. But now with the Marvel shit, it's kind of reversed it and it's really made it to like the same sort of like TV kind of way where where Kevin Feige is the one who's like approving or giving yeses or nos on all this shit. Yeah, and, he, and he's thinking like, well, we got that's why they got phase phase four phase whatever because he's like, mm-hmm. we got all these movies, all these properties, all this IP. And I want to tie them together and I have this big thing and it's all about that. And it's like, right. what director wants a check? I'm going to give you, you want your check? Come here. Boom. You can do this. Get your check. Mm-hmm. But guess what? This ain't your shit. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't your shit. This is Marvel shit. Like this. Tarantino is a very key name, I think, yeah. in this because mm-hmm. he like the fact that he is resisting that and that last movie he made, you know, the mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. was this giant middle finger, I think, to modern day how basically like the way i read that it's basically like modern hollywood is the manson family basically <laughs> like like they're the manson family trying to come in like they they're coming in and taking it over and, and killing off stars and everything and trying to destroy the generation that came before them and brad pitt and dicaprio represent like the old hollywood trying to survive and and believe in a certain dream that's getting crushed by this revolution that is like these insane people on acid just destroying and wrecking everything which is really ironic because like he is a postmodern mm-hmm. filmmaker theoretically you know but like he's actually like doing this kind of love letter to to the past of hollywood mm-hmm. and and talking about how this kind of wrecking ball of progress came in and, and smashed all of that and made it something really ugly that's an interesting read on that movie i mean i definitely could see sort of that kind of i don't know that kind of sort of take in terms of like whether it was subconscious or not but it's interesting to think of it like how tarantino's doing this sort of revisionist history yeah it's like Oh, no, we're gonna kill these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And like, Lena Dunham, Lena yeah. Dunham playing mm-hmm. one of the Manson girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and, and and Dakota Fanning. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting take. I've never really heard anybody say that one before, but I can see it. It's interesting because it's like, I mean, his whole thing is sort of like, uh, harkening back to sort of the way film, the films that made. Him want to be, right. you know, it, what got him interested in, in, in terms of like keeping that, that kind of that thing alive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, he's definitely, you know, it's weird that he is sort of the Scorsese, the big being the biggest one. It's it's funny. Like I love, I love when they like, I love, I love the the outrage and the backlash when Scorsese says stuff about Marvel movies, and how they get so fucking mad. Yeah. And it's like, but they, it's like they want to like retcon or like try to like 
they try to like shit on Scorsese as if like Scorsese's not a good filmmaker. And it's like, oh, it, yeah. it doesn't work. Like, yeah. it's like none of your, none of these movies that you guys are championing are even close to Scorsese's worst movie. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the best one of these movies is nothing in comparison to one of his better, his least lesser efforts. Mm-hmm. And they know that. And watching them sort of like twist themselves into these weird, like lot, like, like logic pretzels, like to oh, they, like, they compare the Avengers. They compare these movies to the Iliad. They say that this is the modern day Iliad, and it's like, what is the argument for that? It's like, oh, well, it's really long, and it's like about war and stuff, and people die. So it's, it's about war and the fact that the, the Defense Department is basically uh, <laughs> yeah. propaganda, propaganda right. by the fucking Defense Department, yeah. fucking to, to spread American imperialism uh, through yeah. fucking. Through the media, like okay, oh, okay. And there was this. There's this movie that's. I mean, there's just a YouTube video that's circulating around, and it, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to like throw any sort of. I'm not trying to say this is a great channel that did this or anything, but it was just like a very basic YouTube video, um, mm-hmm. saying that, um, Avengers defenders of the status quo, and that is like it. It, it was just basically it just highlighted how like all these movies are about these people that are trying to keep things the same and the bad guy is the person trying to change things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time they try to change things like Ultron, they like create a, a robot to try to fix things. And then it turns into the fucking Terminator and tries to kill everybody. You know, like, like every time the Avengers try to actually make any kind of real change, you they know, end up like almost destroying the world. It's funny. Like, and, and then that's, that's what's, what you just, what you just said there is, 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 is that, that is why, like first of all, Marvel and the people who make Marvel movies, like, are super hyper, like liberal, like mm-hmm. liberal people, right? But what these movies are about, what you just articulated right there, is the most conservative oh, yeah. viewpoint and perspective, and they don't have the self awareness that they even see that shit. But yeah. that's what it. That's what I mean. Like, there's no difference. There's no two sides. Right. It's only well, yeah. you know, it's, it's the same. It's the same. Like the shit that they make. Yes, there's aesthetic differences. Like yes, there's certain things that messaging that they want out there. Yeah. But when it comes to actually the way shit is run, right? Like, they want the same shit. Right. It's just like it's just it's a fucking debate about like presentation. Well, I think that I think the liberal. I mean, if, if we want to mm-hmm. shift this into into politics, like mm-hmm. all the way, um, we don't have to. But but um, but I think liberals are basically conservative. Yeah. After Bill Clinton, I think the liberals are basically conservatives. It's one party, and, and like the Republicans are basically like, let's just go all the way off the rails and like do some really chaotic shit. It's not like right, right, you right. know, because let's, the farther, let's do the, farther scary. Right, the farther right yeah. they go, yeah, the more like right center. That the other exactly. side go, so it's like exactly. It's like it doesn't matter. Like you, it yeah. actually benefits that they go super extreme because yeah. people will ultimately be like, "Yo, yo, we don't want that far. Let's like, how about right here again? Let's right. just, let's just do this Ronald Reagan shit." And the, the, <laughs> like, the left is this mo- this tragic thing of like, let's mm. recruit these young people mm. at, with things like the idea of universal health care and shit like mm. that, so that we can get them to vote for conservative Joe Biden. Who, who right. you know, right. who supported the, the the crime bill and shit like that. Right, like, right, right. Let's get them to vote for Joe Biden because they wanted Bernie, but they they really don't want Trump. Right. And it's like right. the, a lot of those young people wouldn't have voted in 2020 mm-hmm. if they hadn't have been recruited by Bernie Sanders and then brought into this whole matrix where they now think they have to vote 
mm-hmm. because it's like otherwise well, fascism will take over right but that's the like my whole life that's been every election that i can remember in my lifetime is always the same right yeah, same yeah. shit totally Every every election is the most important in your life. Every election is like we gotta fight, we gotta fight fascism, and it's like right. Meanwhile, it's like oh, but meanwhile, like it's like it's the same shit. Like it's yeah. the same. Like it is the same. As much as much as people want to pretend like Trump was like that different, like the sad reality is he's no different than Joe Biden. No, dog. not at all. <laughs> like no, like there's no, there's abs, there's no legitimate difference, dog. It's all about. It's all about like, it's it's bourgeois shit. Like, like it, that's what it is. It's bourgeois shit. Like, yeah. one person represents something that's disgusting to them. Like, mm-hmm. and what it's it, it's not what he's doing. It's yeah. how he's doing it. Yes. It's like they're like you're gross. Like, right. like if you want to do this racist shit, you got to do it undercover. Like, you can't be over. Yeah. Don't talk about the wall. Don't talk about the shit. It's like the kids in cages right now. Like they still there. Yeah. yeah. They're still there. Like that shit. We don't just, talk about it. You know, we just don't talk about you know? it. Yeah. We know not like, it's like, we need our shit uh, covered up. Like mm-hmm. we don't want you saying the loud part, the quiet part out loud. We don't, we don't need like, exactly. Like, it's about, it's about con- conduct. It's like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know how, like you ever seen like in movies or in real life, like mm-hmm. it'll be, you'll be at some high class fucking place and like, some motherfucker will walk in and they'll have like a fucking their tie undone or like they'll wear be wearing a hat in a place where they're fucking all the other like sort of like uh uh fucking ghoulish fucking <laughs> aristocrats or look yeah. over at that motherfucker like right you're disgusting that's what it was that's what Donald yeah. Trump was that's what these people fucking that's why they their minds fucking explode at this guy because they're like he's a oaf like he's yeah. he's the rich dude that like annoys us because he's like, bro, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you know the fucking code. You're breaking protocol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. But it's like, meanwhile, you got Joe Biden, who, like you said, like is a Republican, dog. Like yeah. fucking science 100%. crime bill. Like, does he was the guy Obama him. got to to get the right on his right, side. right, right. He was know, like... he was the Obama's way to appeal to the right. Right. That's why he. Yeah. That's why he ran with him. Like, yeah. It's it, it, so it's cra- it's just crazy to me. Like, you know. And then you get people that get really mad. Like they get mm-hmm. really mad about this shit. And I'm like, you get really mad about this shit, but oh, Joe Biden doesn't care if you get hit by a fucking dump truck tomorrow, dog. Right. Like, Kamala Harris doesn't care if you die. Yeah. <laughs> like these people that get so mad, like they get fucking. How could you say that they're the same? Mm-hmm. It's like these people do not care about you. Yeah. Like Trump doesn't care about you, but you know, he doesn't give a fuck. I'm not saying I prefer him. I don't like him either. Right. But I'm not, I'm not deluding myself with the illusion that he's that different. Right. Like I'm not like you are still playing this fucking like that. The kayfabe, the fucking rest yeah. of this shit. Like this, you can, you can participate in this fucking shit. Like it's different when, like mm-hmm. when I just know it's just not fucking different. Yeah. And, and, and a big, and to tie it back into the fucking podcast topic. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the movies that we're talking about in terms of like juxtaposing a movie like this, this weird little fucking genre offbeat movie mm-hmm. with a fucking modern 2022 big studio movie, right? Yeah. It's like one is this homogenized thing mm-hmm. that has all of the sort of like optically like on the surface level, it appears to be like progressive or, yeah. or, or uh, fucking representative of like 
the path forward and now. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like actually just all the same. It's like right. all of these new movies that are coming out are like almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like because of the the people behind the scenes who are controlling shit. Like, yeah. And then you get like, and that's a part this a part of the reason why like I like talking about weird ass movies that are made outside of that system or yeah. that come from different parts of the world because they're actually made with they're alive. Like totally. you know, man, like there's a, totally. there's a there's a there's they're fucking alive. There's something to it. It's like, oh, a person made that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like a corporate suit, like a right. person made that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why and avatar speaking of which avatar, one of the biggest fucking movies is about to come out, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually like Avatar. Like yeah. here, because you know why? Because James Cameron, right, is the rare filmmaker who has enough clout mm-hmm. that he does whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, true. They don't yeah. tell him shit, and if they do, he's like, "Fuck you." Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you're getting it's the total different. Like, oh, it's, a, uh, it's like no, because I know whatever the fuck that movie is is gonna be him. Right. Like it's going to be like the Star Wars prequels versus the Star Wars. Sequel, right. Right. Like you know? I would rather see the James Cameron fucking like fucking dictatorship like yeah. where it's like all of this shit is it's going through him. He's got the final say. He's got the approval. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he's allowed to do that because he's made fucking box office billions with fucking almost every movie. Like so, yeah. he's been able to just be like and he's been a tyrant. That's that's one of the things that they've always said, like James Cameron is on the set. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys. Where, where you're like, oh, because he can do everybody's job. Yeah. So, like, he's looking at these people and he's like, bro, I can do your job. No, what are you talking? Right. You, you can't, no, this is how you do it. Fuck you. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's annoying to be around a motherfucker like that. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But the results are the results. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? And it's like, at the end of the day, he's in a position to where, like, it is a singular vision. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think the Avatar movie... I'm way more interested in them shits than the fucking any of these Marvel shits. And yeah. people, are, people are like, people like knock Avatar and they say shit about Avatar like, oh, it has no cultural imprint and all this bullshit. And, and I'm like, really? I'm like, really? Like, I think, I, like, I don't, I, I disagree. Like, I, I disagree. I don't, I think it, it is one of those movies that one, obviously it made a shit fuck ton of money. It's like yeah. the highest grossing movie ever, one. But two, you got to think about like all the things that came after it. You know right. I mean? Like you kind of tell me that Avatar wasn't influential. You trying to tell right. me that Ava- Avatar didn't kick off a new 3D fucking for a minute there. Yeah. They had a, the, the rebirth of the 3D craze. Like that was Avatar. Like uh you know obviously pushing sort of the technology forward which he always yeah. gets he always does. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit like it's influential. It's just like the people don't they don't like it. Like yeah. or, it's not that they don't like it. It's that it's it's the cool thing to not like. It's like right. it's like when Zack Snyder like when it was okay to talk shit yes. about him. Yeah, right? they were just all like, "Oh, fucking Zack Snyder, so fucking hard." It's like, it's yeah, like, it's he was he was deemed okay, like to do that. No, it annoys that. That is actually something that annoys the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. It's like people always talk about the Martha mm-hmm. line in uh, uh, Batman vs Superman, and I'm <laughs> just like, you know, that I remember that movie better than I remember like almost all the Marvel movies I've seen because they just they've become a complete blur, and the way that the Marvel movies what they're trying to appeal to the whole serial thing of it being like it feeling like a comic book 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, they their idea of a comic book is so much shittier than what comic books have it's been really since are. like 2001. You know, it's like like their idea of comic books is something that's for like children and, and stupid. And like the genre has been elevated since then. Because, you're, people, because, you know, because it's like it's like it's like it's like because comics have become mainstream. Right. Right. It's the same shit with like fucking like cosplay. Right. Mm-hmm. Like remember how cosplay was some shit that like only like super awkward nerds was into yeah. as a subculture you were embarrassed to let people know you was into that shit but now it's yeah. like you see like hot chicks in, in at fucking cosplay it's like so fucking prevalent because it's so big and ubiquitous right so it's yeah. like it's the same shit with comics right disney purchased marvel fucking warner brothers purchased dc right mm-hmm. now they put out all these fucking movies nonstop. it's the biggest it's the biggest shit Right. So now it's it's it feels it is mainstream. So being mainstream, it's absorbed by the most normies. Like right. so, you have now you have all the normies in in sort of in that space, and like you said, it's reflective in what what they think now. Like comics, a lot of the comics that come out from the big two, yeah, resemble that. They resemble right. the sort of uh, uh uh what the taste are of the normie sort of you know comics. Fair enough. Like comics were never high art like it was like right. these were made by like 18 year olds yeah fucking, you know just for a, making money during like fucking the war and shit like you know what i'm saying yeah. like these are like like a lot of these big ip ips were created by young young dudes like they were mm-hmm. just fucking making this shit getting paid whatever like um it was never that but like it got because it was so like specific and so sort of like left alone it got to develop yeah and become more of a thing like as it grew, right? And mm-hmm. then once it grew to a certain point and it was money got involved and they yeah. saw, oh, I could, we can turn over, we can make money from this shit. And, and the sort of suits came in and fucking, and it, it became a big thing. Yeah. Now, now you have this weird, like, like you said, like it's what people think a comic is. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as opposed to what it is. Right. It's weird. It's like a sketch. Yeah. It's like a fucking bad, like. And it's disposable. Know. It's something yeah, disposable. It's something you disposable. watch one time. You watch mm-hmm. it one time and then you dress up as this character or something and it's cool. It's, um, Baudrillard talked about, I don't know. <laughs> Baudrillard, let's go. <laughs> but he talked about this idea of like, cool, cool, <laughs> like, cool. Like, yeah. what is cool? Like, this cooling factor of something mm-hmm. that it's like it's become you know it's become acceptable it's mm-hmm. become smooth it's become it flows it just it just runs through you and it's and it's in one ear out the other that's how marvel movies are like they're, mm-hmm. they're something you can you can go with and like um versus something like the snyder films which i think are very very messily done masterpieces in this weird kind of like i think they're they're all i think although i will say that i i don't like man of steel i think it's it's like i think man of steel is like watching paint dry basically i mean i mean i'm not i'm not disagreeing (laughs) (laughs) but at least it's like a a movie you know yeah at least it feels like a or it feels like an actual origin movie but it's it's what it's like what you say the baudrillard is like the simulacra right yeah you know what i'm saying that that's what that's the similar it's the simulacra it's not yeah it's it's not there's nothing there (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it just has that sort of like uh Again, when it, to say when I was talking about like the French extremity films, like mm-hmm. they like have like the be- in my opinion they have like the best aesthetics. Yeah. Like 
the the movies that get made now they have a certain aesthetic mm -hmm. and that's all that people look for like right. consciously and subconsciously like it's like they see a certain kind of aesthetic and it signals to them that it's a certain kind of movie right right and it's the same thing when, when i was talking about like the way scripts are uh viewed it's the same way it's 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 this it it's, it has a certain kind of they're looking for certain things like if it signals the right it doesn't actually speak to the quality of the work or the yeah. quality of the movie or the quality of the script yeah it's, it, it speaks to the the person who made its ability to signal right that this is a thing that is of value or worth yeah of like and i mean worth by like not worth in terms of like it's artistic worth i mean worth is in its dollar worth mm -hmm. that it's this is this can be taken seriously enough that we can make it and make money from it right you know what i'm saying but nothing beyond that because yeah. ultimately it's about money it's not really about this isn't fucking about fucking quality you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and that's the same thing with uh i go on a tirade all the time about the oscars like like because i'm like the oscars to me i'm like yeah it's just a bunch of bad movies <laughs> like a bunch of bad movies that people uh say are good like right. yeah there are from time to time there are movies in there that are good yeah but, but most of the movies that are get nominated aren't good yeah but they have the signals of what people have come to recognize as a work of prestige like, yeah it looks a certain way it has all of the parts like it has the certain that the, the actors the the actors that you what are we like it has the the actors you're supposed to have it yeah has this the cinematography like right. it's, it's, it's got the fucking you know uh name a fucking uh a, a fucking renowned cinematographer like you know what i'm saying it's got fucking what's the guy who fucking um who should have won a million times fucking i'm blanking on this fucking roger deakins it's it's shot by roger deakins and it's right it's fucking it's written by someone who got an academy award before for some bullshit <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and it's it's starring like uh all of the faces that you want to see yeah. on the screen like you know it has a score by hans zimmer like you know yeah. what i'm saying or or fucking atticus rose and fucking uh trent reznor because they're fucking I, yeah you know what I'm saying? They make music for a lot of movies that have won. You know, it's just, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's like accolade stacking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how how many people who have already received accolades can we stack on top of this thing to make people understand that this is some shit that you got to take seriously? This is yeah. some shit that's important so that we can make money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Did you see Triangle of Sadness? I have it on my drive. Oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm gonna watch it. Like, all right, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I'm a, like, oh. I'm, a, I'm a fan of that that director. Like I told you, yeah. like, like I did. I really liked uh, Force Majeure. Have you, yeah. you seen Force Majeure, right? No, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it, but I know okay, about so, it. Okay, so you know what it's about, right? Uh, what's it about? So, it follows this this man and his family, right? And they're out, they're away at like this fucking like mountain ski resort, right? And there's a fucking avalanche, like a, a, a giant avalanche is coming where they're at, right? Like to where all the people are, and it's like, oh, this avalanche, if it hits, everyone is fucking dead. Mm. And the dad sees it and he runs and leaves his family. <laughs> but the avalanche misses. Oh shit. It doesn't hit them. So the whole movie is like moving from that forward. Is this is a man who left his family for dead to save his own ass. Okay. And the whole movie is about that. Like, okay. what, what the fuck happens after? And then he has mm. that other movie, The Square. So, yeah, I'm definitely, like, it's been on my list to watch. And when you said you watched it, 
if you hadn't watched this, I was gonna watch that. I was like, we can okay, cool. talk about it. But well, it won the Palm Door, and like right, you know, it won the Palm Door. Yeah, I'm yeah. not someone who typically watches things because they won an yeah. award, but obviously, Can is, has a lot more yeah, has can, a lot more credibility I, I, I at this the, point. I take the Can yeah. uh, sort of. I take the, the movies that win at can more seriously than I do the movies that win Definitely. at the Oscars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And uh, mm-hmm. the White Lotus won, like, Emmys and shit. But to mm-hmm. me, that movie, like... For that series they, they, show, whatever. It's basically the same subject matter as mm-hmm. the White Lotus. But it's, like, there's... It, it, it was it was really interesting. Like, I feel like there's, like, what... Um, what Zizek calls Hollywood... Uh, Marxism or Hollywood mm-hmm. leftism, Hollywood yeah. communism, basically, mm-hmm. that like you get these elite bourgeois films that are about or shows that are about class issues, and then we'll have like these class di- dynamics, and we'll spit on the rich for being disgusting and all this sort of stuff. But when when you watch that show, what it basically like comes down to is like you know, oh, these rich white people on a vacation are bad because colonization and colonization is bad, but like it becomes this kind of weird narcissism about like rich people. Like somebody made a video about white Lotus called rich people problems. And it's basically just analyzing it from the, like it's just rich, rich people problems. And like triangle of sadness is like, what if you got to sort of see what, what you would want to do to these people happen? <laughs> like it's I, like, I, I got it. I'm probably gonna watch it. <laughs> you're gonna watch it. It's really good. It's like well, three hours long, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like everything that I would want to see happen pretty much it, i i won't i won't spoil it from there but like basically it's it's just like it's a kind of disaster movie of like of like a, a titanic of rich people yeah, basically yeah. yeah that's been on my list to check out there's a few movies that i've that i've been meaning to see like that was one of them um what's i want to see tar still mm-hmm. um there's a few of those movies that are sort of like in contention for like you know the awards and have one yeah already the, those are two that I'm definitely gonna watch. Um, I already saw um, the the Banshees of uh, Inna Sharon, um, which I enjoyed. Um, but I'm a I'm a Mar- I like Mark McDonough. I know, oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's an acquired taste for some people. I know some people that are sh- like oh, Carter McDonough. Like, I don't like McDonough doing American shit that much, but I like when he's doing like shit that's like over there in like Ireland and shit like. Like I loved in Bruges, you know what I'm saying? So, oh hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, to, to and I like his plays. Like I like his, as yeah. his plays are pretty fucking cool. Like the Pillow Man, fucking Hangman, fucking uh, what is it? The fucking uh, Lonesome West, uh, the Skull of what the fuck is it? Like, he's got mad plays. Like his plays are fucking fucked up. Like pretty much, like a lot of the things that you see, like in In Bruges, are like hallmarks of like his plays. Like. There's always like a dead kid. There's always like it's darkly it's the dark humor, it's the dialogue, it's yeah. all of that shit exists in this place, but it's almost like in its like purest form. And that's why uh Banshees is sort of like it feels the most play-like of the mm. movies because it feels like a play. It probably originated as a play, but 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 it feels like a play. But it's basically like a movie. Somebody described it this way, and I think it's accurate. Somebody on, on I think it's on Twitter. Where they were like, this movie is like about when someone you like unfollows you on social media. <laughs> like that's what yeah. the movie is. It's not about that, but that's what it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking it, it's it reteams uh Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleason from Brendan Gleason from from In Bruges. But mm-hmm. like basically the, the the premise is like one day Colin Farrell wakes up and he goes to see his boy Brandon Gleason. 
but he's not at the bar. And he's like, where's he at? He's, we meet here every day. And he goes to his house to see him and he don't want to talk to him. And he won't talk to him. And then eventually he, he gets him to talk. He corners him and he gets him to talk. And he's like, listen, man, like, I just don't like you anymore. Like, like you're dull. Like I'm tired of spending the rest. Of, like I'm, I'm getting older. Like I want to do more than my life and just hear your stupid conversations. And it's like, that's the movie. He's like, I just don't fuck with you anymore. Like, <laughs> and like the whole movie is like stems from like this one dude, like, like trying to like understand why his friend that he's known for all this time just doesn't fuck with him anymore. And it's just like, yeah. I just don't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, it has all the fucking hallmarks of like uh, what I like in a McDonough movie. It's got the dialogue, the funny, the funny dark humor, you know, mm-hmm. obviously someone dies cause someone always has to die in his movies. Like, yeah, yeah all that shit. <laughs> I'll, check that, I'll check that out. And Bruges is great. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've yeah. liked, like I said, I liked in Bruges. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else he's done that I've liked besides the plays. Um, mm-hmm. Because I really didn't really like Seven Psychopaths that much, even though I did like parts of it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really, I wasn't really big on Three Billboards. Uh, again, I liked some of it, but it just seems like a lot. It seems like a guy from the UK, which it is literally uh, talking about America, specifically when you talk about three billboards like missouri i'm like dude you don't really know anything about <laughs> you know what i'm saying like like you kind of like get a it's almost like a if an ai made a, some shit about that 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 region like we're like you, it's i keep right. laughing when you say that because that, that literally is the end of she-hulk <laughs> oh, She-Hulk is like i haven't even watched it but i just know yeah. so much about it i know it's ass you know about you know how about how it ends how's it end Oh yeah, so, yeah. Like, then they, then she, they, they basically like say like, oh, this, they, basically all the goodwill that they like, I mean, all the things they've been building to, they just throw out. Like, and she meets the AI. Kevin Feige is actually an AI, and she meets him. Yeah, yeah and yeah. she's like, I want to have a good ending, and I don't want to fight the. I don't want Hulk to fight Abomination because that's formulaic. So the plot we've been building up, like, we're not going to do that. Such and then chick- she just like a- he just like fixes everything but it's like but it's it's just like making fun of you for mm-hmm. giving a shit about any of this it's like this is all yeah. just written by ai because be- but that's the thing about that's the thing that i noticed about the show the show is written by and created by people who have contempt for the audience like yes. they they have contempt for marvel like they have contempt for comic books they have mm-hmm. contempt for comic book fans right they have contempt they're like fuck yeah. you guys you guys suck like you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like this is a She-Hulk is about, and it's like, it's totally goes against, and ultimately it's meta in a, in a way, because it's like, for them to even do that, it's like, Kevin Feige, come fix it. Kevin Feige is the one who fucking gives you guys the okay to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. Yeah, you know, so it's like. And she's a Karen. She's a Karen. Like, she, she asks for the man. Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it She-Karen. That's what everybody's like. <laughs> you she, know? It's fucking She-Karen. Like, where she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like mean to Hulk for no reason. Like, you don't know right. what it's like to be a woman. And it's right. like actually, like he's been through some shit. Like he's seen a lot of fucked up shit. Like I think you're really discounting his fucking his yeah. lived experience. Yeah, <laughs> completely. But he's played by uh, what's his name? Who plays the Hulk now? Uh, yeah, fucking homeboy, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Who's like everybody's favorite cuck? Like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark's like, oh, oh I'm, you think I'm a bad man? Okay, I'm a bad man. Let me do my sad face. I thought like Ru- Ruffalo seems to be like an okay dude. Like he seems to like at least politically be somewhat tolerable. But yeah. but but he he is a very like like he's like yeah he is very 
that mold like right they love ruffalo in a way where it's kind of it is kind of like cuck cuck he <laughs> played a cuck in that hbo show uh with uh jessica chastain or whatever like it was like based on a based on an old like it's based on the same guy who did a uh, persona and everything uh who did persona i'm showing how how little i know about film but uh, you know uh, the f- famous film Persona. Yeah, Persona, Persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's that director? Uh, fucking. Uh, well, I'm about to look it up because. But it's the same guy, same guy who directed that. Like, it's a movie that he made back in the day, and it was about a man cheating on his wife, and they reversed it and made it about a woman cheating on her husband. And Mark Ruffalo plays the like cucked husband, and like the whole thing is him like, uh like just like Bergman. Bergman. <laughs> The whole yeah, movie is just him see like the whole show is him seething as like his wife comes back from like Israel or some shit and it's just like how how did it go and she's like well I I, I fucked that other dude a lot and he's like how did it go like it's just like and they remade so they remade like, uh, they remade a Bergman movie as a yeah. HBO series or as a movie and they deconstructed it into into it being about the man getting chewed on by a woman because that's empowering or some shit like. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Chastain and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, it's it's, it's a movie or a series. A series. It's like a six parter. It's like a limited series. Why did I? Why does this seem familiar? But yet I'm blanking on what. Right. I mean, it, it it was the most skippable shit. I don't know. Fuck. I don't even. I don't even know. It's not like I'm gonna watch this shit. But... <laughs> it was like I think I filmed it during quarantine. It's just like the two of them in a room, like the whole fucking movie, pretty much. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it and and, and to, to, to sort of like since you know the conversations kind of spanned all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um I know that you saw X. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like yeah. I've seen X and Pearl. Now I've I kind of feel like well, one, I feel like X in 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 like I've already mentioned, X in the pack kind of are of a similar mold, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when it comes to like horror movies where it's like, you know, you get a someone, you know, either a group of people uh or a a stranger comes into some sort of like new place uh yeah. that's not populated by many people and they encounter uh some menacing locals you know what i'm saying right. like i feel like that's its own sort of subgenre right um, yeah uh so i feel like in that in that in that regard like they're both they're both clearly influenced by texas chainsaw massacre yeah but but x to me is Texas Chainsaw Massacre karaoke, um, as <laughs> yeah. as where as where uh, and I like Ty West. Mm-hmm. I don't like X or Pearl. I know a lot of people that do, and I understand why. I feel like I would have liked X when I was like twenty in my like mid twenties or something like that. Like it, I would have loved. Maybe watch his earlier stuff, and his earlier stuff is kind of better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, because again, like it does, and it goes back to sort of like that idea of the aesthetics, right? And it, and I'm gonna be a little hypocritical too because some of the, the 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 criticism that I have for X is is some of the stuff that I'm excusing mm-hmm. when it comes to the pack because yeah. like I talk about X and I'm like okay like I start breaking down like the logic and I'm like yeah. and again like I I just said at the top of this fucking podcast that like logic isn't that important right yeah. um, but I'm like it's just interesting that like this movie um, and maybe it's more maybe it's less about the movie and more about the critical response to the movie or more mm. about the people who love the movie yeah. um, in horror circles. Like, 
are sort of like are maybe even more the normies that like the movie that do like right. the movie are yeah. it's, it's because like they have this one size fits all approach to like rating movies but right. then like they'll take a movie like this that doesn't even adhere to that and like they just completely ignore it right and, and it's like also it's 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 just strange to me where i'm like well this doesn't pass the test that you guys said like you know what i'm saying like um but for me fundamentally what doesn't work about it is one um and A24, it's an A24 release. Uh, mm-hmm. A24 has this trope of like old people being scary. Like naked old people aren't scary. Like, <laughs> they're just not. Like it started with not, it wasn't even A24 film. I feel like the, the movie that kicked it off, I, I, I always credit, it's probably not the movie that kicked it off, but I always credit this movie because this is the, the first one that I really started to see it was It Follows. Uh, it mm-hmm. Follows had the old fucking person naked on the rooftop. And it was like a shocking moment. Like, what the fuck is this motherfucker naked up here? And then, like, it just seemed like it started to go. And then A24 came about, and then you started to see it in all kinds of shit. Hereditary, yeah. fucking The Witch. fucking Like, you just see it over and over again. Like, this trope of, like, naked old people. And then, like, Exorcist was like, well, but guess what? Naked old people are the slasher movie killers. And it's like, okay, so you got a whole crew. Yeah. Able-bodied. Able, fairly good shape. All of these young people, fairly good shape. They're fucking on camera. Fairly good shape. You know what I'm saying? Good shape people against these geriatrics. The woman needs a hip replacement. She can barely yeah. fucking move. Yeah. The husband has a heart attack when it, 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 he can't even bust because he's gonna die if he busts. <laughs> like I'm a bu- oh, You know what I'm saying? He can't even. He's worried about busting yeah. and killing himself. How are they murdering all these people? Yeah. Like. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, and then it's like, and then like the old woman's horny. Like, and so you're trying to tell me that this old lady's sex drive is mm-hmm. motivating her to be a serial murderer. <laughs> like, yeah. it just do- you know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. doesn't, it just doesn't like, there's so many things that I'm like, and then it's like, it is the most sexless movie where about people fucking mm. like, it doesn't feel like sex to me. Like it, it it's like, Jenna Ortega part I felt like was was kind of sexy I thought to a certain no, degree. No, you think she, she is, but that's true too. But I think but, I think they they built her up. I mean, it used. I don't even it, think it like they didn't with, even show her do anything. True, but that but, I think but, even that that actually that actually goes into something that I think yeah. works in a lot of films too. Is like it not does show, when you don't show showing, stuff. Yeah, you're right. You it, you're right. But but the Jenny Ortega thing, and this is just me. This is just me. And I think I saw if I saw this movie at a different time, I would have reacted to this differently. But the yeah. the way. Like I get that a certain kind of guy will see this and and they'll really be like, damn, she's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That she fucked dude. I wouldn't even give a fuck. Yeah. Like, like I wouldn't even like as a man, I would not care. Like that situation is laughable to me. I'm like, oh. the way it played out was laughable. I'm like, okay, so that's how it's gonna work. Are you gonna fuck? Like, first of all, there's all kinds of ways that scenario could have played out. I guess again, if you're a cuck dude, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, like it plays out that way. But like yeah. I couldn't identify with the cuck dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like most mother, I know people are like, man, I was so, I would just killed everybody after that point. And I'm like, like, I didn't, I didn't care about him. I didn't care that she fucked Kid Cudi. Like, I didn't Yeah, care. it did make you care about the characters that much. Like, but I didn't did. give a fuck I, that she did that. Like, I didn't care about dude oh. getting, like, you lost your bitch. That's on you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's on you, dog. Like, you, 
you know, like, first of all, you're surrounded by women who are going to fuck. You're like, you could have did a scene yourself then. Like, fuck it. You could have been like, you know, look, it's yeah. over between us, but I'm, I'm about to get my scene too. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you go ahead and you do this and then I get to get, let's film my shit. Cause I'm the director anyway. So <clears> fuck it. You know, there's all kinds of ways he could have handled that. Like she's for the streets, let her go dog. It's not a big deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Keep Yeah, moving. no, I'm, I, I agree with you, but I think that that is. I mean, it works for the character though. It works for the character. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's just a little. That's not even that big of a deal. But that, I just that say, whole line where he says, like, she's a good girl, and the dude's just like, none of them ain't good. Right. None of them. And that to yeah. me is the that is Ty West. Yeah. That is that is the moment that like this motherfucker hates women. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> That's what he's saying. He hates these bitches. Like <laughs> <laughs> all these bitches is the same. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, which, I, mean, well I, I thought he was that. saying I like I, I thought hate, I, 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 I took that interpretation too to a certain degree, but I think it's hmm. also saying that like innocence is this ephemeral thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I'm, jo- I'm i'm semi-joking when i say that yeah, I'm not, yeah. like i don't believe that's the case but like you. you're right like i did i i thought like that that thesis <laughs> like was, yeah. was kind of spot on you know what i'm saying where it's like yeah. this idea that like we sort of uh people sort of tend to uh mythologize sort of each other and, and, the, and the opposite sex tends to do that and places you know you know to use a a lesser well that's not less. i mean to use a better film mm-hmm. uh reference uh <laughs> the 40 year old version yeah yeah, yeah. you're putting the pussy on the pedestal no right. I'm, I'm, I'm just i don't yeah, know it's if basically it's a, what it was basically i don't even was, know if it's like... a better movie i mean because i again i i, I don't really hot put x that i like when i look yeah. at ty west's like body of work i'm like yeah. to me x is like super low but what do you um, like by him uh, I liked uh House of the Devil. Great movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked House of the Devil. I liked uh the Innkeepers. I like huh? in, I like the Innkeepers. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Did you see yeah. the, the Jonestown one? What's yeah, yeah, one? yeah. I liked the Sacrament. The Sacrament. Was... That's really good. That yeah. one fucked with me. That yeah, one actually yeah, yeah. Like, disturbed I liked me. I, like, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed the Sacrament. In a weird um, way, I knew what was gonna happen, and like, I mean, of course, you know what's gonna happen, but like, because you know what's gonna happen. It's just like he played with that tension of like, oh, this looks familiar, right? And just mm-hmm. like, just, just like bringing you into that. And mm-hmm. then the the woman in that movie also was so like the sweet, innocent, you know, ingenue or whatever. And she's like, turns out to be a psychopath. And that I like the cool. cast. Yeah, I like, I like the cast of X a lot. Um, I like you know, um, Mia Goth, Jenny Ortega. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Jenny Ortega, I feel like this kind of shows how you could say it's well cast. Yes, it's well cast, but you could kind of show how like it speaks to the film's quality or lack thereof when you put Jenny Ortega in it and she she doesn't really pop. But then she, no. you put her you put her in Wednesday and she's fucking now she's out of here. Right. Like now she's like. She could, probably, like, good? she could probably do, huh? I haven't watched Wednesday at all. I, I, I did not. Like, all I, I saw it. was, look, dog, all I saw was, I know mad people that have, and you know, friends, family have watched it. They say they liked it. Okay. I saw the trailer and I was like, this works. Okay. I was just like, I was like, I don't even know it's Tim Burton. I don't know. I'm not really a big Tim Burton fan. Like, Me either. But, 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 but I saw her as Wednesday and mm-hmm. it just, I was like, this works. Like, yeah. it, it passes the eye test, which is all people care about anyways. Like, we're, <laughs> we're talking about this anyways. And I was like, it's, and I just knew it. I was just like, it it worked. And it's like, it's like, so you put you put her in the right thing and she's gone. Like, now yeah. she's now she can probably 
pick pick her take her pick of what she wants to do. Totally. Because literally, it's that big of a movie. Like it, it's not even a movie; it's that big right. of a show. But yeah. it had that big of a cultural instant impact for her mm-hmm. that like she's already. I think she gained like ten million followers overnight or some shit. Yeah. Like she's just big now, and like when she when X was a popular movie, mm-hmm. like X did money, like, but it didn't do that for Jenny Ortega. That right, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could say, well, 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 Wednesday's more accessible, which it is. Yeah. It's not. It you know then then X is literally a little bit more for, uh, not only horror fans. I mean, but for 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 older audiences where where Wednesday's, you know, family and. Yeah, I mean, it could go a little bit. It can, it can skew a little edgy because mm-hmm. it's the, you know it's the Adams family. It could be a little edgy, so it, it probably touches more. You know, more people are going to see that than than yeah. probably, so. So I understand it on that level, but again, like I don't know. Did, did you see think, Pearl? Oh, I saw part of that. I didn't get through the whole okay, thing. Exactly. I got I, <laughs> I prefer Pearl, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know how I really feel about. Pearl as an actual movie, like mm. I liked Mia Goth. Yeah, I like her in it. And there's like a moment in the movie where where like it's a big it's a it's a monologue, and it's very like melodramatic, which I understand is intentional. Like yeah. the films that he's referencing and, and riffing off of, it's very melodramatic shit. It's twenty shit. It's a different sort of like he's pulling from a different sort of era than like most of his contemporaries are yeah like they don't usually go that far back and mm-hmm. he's like going that far back and doing certain using certain things like whether it's sort of like even even the way he edits the movie is 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 is, is edited in a style that's more familiar to that sort of specific time right film. so i i see all of that like mm-hmm. i saw the technical shit in x too i i you know i saw like the little things he's doing like i yeah. I, I, I can appreciate it on a technical level mm-hmm. but like i watched the movie and i'm like hmm but yeah, like there's a moment in that movie where she's giving this monologue and it's basically this could be terrible. Like it could be awful. And some people might think it is. I mean, but I was like the fact that you she sells it though. Like she does she's complete like you ever watch an actor do something on screen and you're like that actor is 100% in. Yeah. That movie has that moment where it's like that yeah. moment where she's doing this long ass monologue and it's just the camera looking at her and she's talking into the camera. It's, it's like, she's completely in it. Whether you like, right. whether you like it or not, you can't deny like, Oh, she's in it. And like for yeah. that, that to me, that makes the movie like that right. was one of the moments that makes the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, regardless of how silly or crazy the shit that's happening, like mm-hmm. you're, you're still like, Oh, but like this, this actor is completely like, I'm yeah. going in. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I, I'm completely yeah. Fuck it. Like, you know, and yeah. so that's what edges Pearl to me, like over X, because I don't really feel that way about any performance in X, even though mm. I know Mia Goth is playing two people in that movie. Yeah. You know, she's playing the old, she's playing Pearl, the old lady. Mm. And she's playing, you know, her character, Maxine. Yeah. And, and I am interested. I still am interested in the third movie. Like, I do yeah. like, I do like that Ty West was able to sort of like finagle three movies out, mm. like three. He had to game the system to do it. Yeah. Like he had to play a little bit within the bounds of the fucking way that they make shit. But he may, he would manage to make three original fucking genre horror movies. Yeah. Um, and that's better than him making fucking, you know, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, Two, and Three, like James right. Gunn and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, and they're like, James Gunn is at DC. I'm like, man, fuck out of here, bro. Like, he's gonna like, fuck out of here, bro. That's interesting. You call it um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre karaoke because I think that like the similar problem you're having with X is what I'm kind of having with shows like White Lotus, shows like Euphoria, also to a certain degree, like, um this kind of postmodern game playing um, where it's like, it's a deconstruction of whatever you're used to. It's a deacon. We're going to retell the story of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but we're going to move things around so that it's a little bit different. It's going to give you a new, you know, and like um, I see people sort of sacrificing, I see directors sacrificing like the actual enjoyment of these films for some kind of artistic commentary on like they lose the art for the artistic commentary and um it just becomes like it just it like to me um like something like euphoria it's like the second season i don't know if you like euphoria i mean i'm embarrassed that i fucking watched euphoria but i did watch <laughs> it recently i've never and watched like, it i'm never going to watch it but oh, but, you're cool. but but it's not because I just like, I don't know, like, first, well, it, it, first of all, I don't really like, uh, what's his name? Um, the fucking creator. Levinson? I don't like Sam Levinson that much. Yeah. You know, it's Barry Levinson's son. Like, I, I, I hated his Malcolm and Marie movie. I did like, I did like his other movie, though. Um, what's the name of that other Sam Levinson movie? Where the, where it's got the, it's got the teens, girl. like, take yeah. over town so yeah yeah, yeah 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 what the fuck is the name of that movie um i, I actually liked that one um what the fuck is the name of that movie now I, it's gonna bother me if i don't if i don't look it up <laughs> let, me, let me look it up because i do want to say if you know because people be like oh you're shitting on stuff uh, well i could i say the shit i like i mean look at the yeah. fuck i mean i don't really i'm not a big sam levinson direct like i don't as a director but he did make one movie that i did like so i mean but to me, like the first season of Euphoria is like a it's like a good soap opera with, that does some interesting stuff in it. And the second season is like a bad soap opera. It's like it's not even it's not even succeeding at soap opera level shit. Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked it. I like I'm one of the yeah. I'm one of the few people that was like, actually, Assassination Nation was I, I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know people that don't, but I actually liked it. I thought Assassination Nation was the one thing that he's done that I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what she was doing. And it's kind of different. Um, and I know he's carried some of that over into every other thing he's done. Um, right. I don't know. Like, Euphoria to me, just like, I, I you know, I, I've seen Larry Clark movies. Like, you know, I grew yeah. up, I watch kids. Like, I don't need yeah, to Yeah, that's exactly. It's kids with, with, a, with a music video sound. Like, it's like, a, yeah. if kids is a music video, it would be Euphoria mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Like I've seen kids and I feel like this, I don't know. There's certain guys, there's people like if a dude's my age watching Euphoria, I kind of look at him a little like, <laughs> I'm looking at him like, what are you watching that shit for dog? Like you want to see these young Well, movies? I was interested in it partly because <laughs> of Zendaya and the Spider-Man movies. And I'm a comic book guy. Like I, I was, probably, I was more to Jack. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably significantly older than you. Okay. <laughs> like people okay. think I'm super young, but like, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm I feel young, but I'm like a lot older than people realize. Like I have a daughter who yeah. is the age of the Euphor- girls in Euphoria. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's another thing. Where it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to watch. Like you know what I mean? Like 
like I don't like I don't even want to watch it. Like that's that that's how I'm. I'm yeah. on like like I I watch a lot of transgressive shit, a lot of like yeah. shit that's like hyper sexual and adult. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see these young chicks like that don't know shit about sex. Like I, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying are still discovering. Like I, I, I it's not you know what I'm saying yeah. I'll. You know, show me some old chicks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I want to see some like old women walk around with like, like, uh, like, like uh, Charlotte Rampring, Ram, Ram, yeah. whatever the fuck is her name. <laughs> like, you know, what the saying? fact like, that we're even oh, discussing man. it on on that level is, I think, show like it's like basically reduced. Like, people are watching because it's like pornog- pornographic, yeah, or they're that's watching what I think. because the it's, titillation is what yeah. they're looking for. They're like, you got these really young Hollywood actors, actresses, yeah. putting them in like situations where you got Zendaya, even though I'm sure she doesn't. She's probably the one. That's, that's, well, she does drug porn. It's drug porn. Yeah, right? she like, just she, does drugs. She's she a lot of heroin and like yeah, it's like. Yeah. You're, you're, but then you, you got know, like the, Judd Apatow's daughter shit and like yeah. all that shit, which is weird because I used to see her as a little kid in all these fucking stupid movies. You know? What yeah. I mean? And now I, do I want to see her like naked and shit? Like, no, I'm good, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. Like, I, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. Like, it, it, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, more, um, but you know, it, it did transcend what I thought it was going to be, which was just like basically, um, you know, typical HBO, like basically HBO After Dark, but with the plot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was what it was going to be. It ends up being like kind of a little more interesting than that. But um, I don't know. It, it, it just it, it gets into this kind of um, this like you were talking about the contempt these writers have for mm-hmm. the people watching it. It's like, especially because there was like a two year gap. I feel like everybody who was re- working on this project just stopped caring about it. Everybody behind the scene, everybody re- writing, directing, all that stuff had moved on from whatever it was about originally. And now it's just like this weird wankery. Like, yeah, it's not, not just, it's not just porn, but it's like masturbatory porn. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, like it's become this whole thing of yeah. like trying to, comment on the the teen uh soap opera genre which twin peaks one of the best shows ever in my opinion like does that too but it does it in a weird interesting way that has like a soul to it whereas this feels like it's like it's like a kind of a clever you know you know it's just made by, like, it's made by a rich kid dude like you know exactly. like like he's yeah. barry leave it's barry levinson's son dog like yeah you know, i mean like and that's the thing about it where it's like I don't know. Like, I'm not saying like, like that. Rich kids are can't make good art, mm-hmm. or I mean, there's there's plenty of rich kids who do make interesting shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of them don't. I feel like I feel like right. they're the, the 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 ones that do are sort of like in the minority. But I feel like anybody making interesting shit is in the minority, regardless of class. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the interesting shit is always a small, because that's what makes it inherently interesting. Is because it's so different from the pack ah, yeah the pack, the pack. see that's how i tell that <laughs> so different from the pack you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it stands out so so it's not even a thing but i do hold rich kids as especially just maybe this is just because of my screenwriting history mm-hmm. where i just like i've ran into these motherfuckers so many times and it's like these motherfuckers are born on fucking third base right and like you you listen to them create their own self mythology and it's like bro like your dad is fucking directed fucking one of the most popular movies you know like like a lot of these guys like just be like you don't know what i had to go through i'm like your dad was best friends with steven spielberg like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about you know what i mean like that type right. of shit like you know yeah, that's yeah. not a specific person but i'm just saying an example like yeah. you know what i'm saying like there's so many of those people that are like walking around 
thinking like in cosplaying to go back to what we were talking about mm-hmm. cosplaying like there's fucking people cosplay these careers like yeah where it's like they got to pretend that they, they come from like nothing or like they have to have yeah. this, because they have this idea this notion of like the artist struggle and it's right. like first of all if you're struggling you wouldn't like that shit like no. you're struggling but you're struggling by choice like you have a safety net like you, yeah. you're gonna do the shit until you get get bored with it, and then you're gonna be like, "Mom, Dad, give me money," or, right. or whatever, you know. And 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 most motherfuckers, like, not, a lot of people don't have that choice. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, especially if you're trying to do anything in the uh, in the creative space in the arts. Like, if you don't have money, uh, then you're gonna encounter a lot of hardship. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm an example of that. Like, I I didn't like. Like I have it better than some people. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not like. There's always someone you could look to that had it worse than you. Like in yeah. terms of like, I have people that I have a family that cares about me. I have fucking shit. Yeah. But like, but my, but I'm not. I'm not connected. Uh, any connections that I do have were connections that I made on my own. It wasn't like, it wasn't like uh, I was born into the industry. Like I don't have. No one in my family does what I do. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Like. Yeah the closest adjacent would be my sister and my sister is like her her whole shit is like it, it's not creative but like she works in like corporate hr world right like she's an executive fucking in media like you know what i'm saying but like it's sports it's sports like you know what i'm saying yeah. but uh, i can say this probably uh i don't think she'd care but at one point, my sister got hired by A24. Mm. But be- her current job counter offered her way more money okay. in a VP position. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so she didn't go. Right. But that would have been the, if she would have, she had accepted the job. But if, if she had not accepted that job, mm. like if, 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 if she didn't get the counter offer from where she's at now, like I would have been the first time in my life where I actually had a direct connection to someone mm. that I was related to, like blood related to in a building. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I have people that I know through working relationships and people that I work with who are in, you know, who have, you know, varying degrees of success and people that are that are known and whatnot. But, like, those are all, like, legitimate relationships that I had to make. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't like, oh, my dad hooked me up because my dad is, like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't, like, a lot of people don't have that. Like, yeah. or I didn't have that, but, like, a lot of people do have that. Right. working in the industry like you know what i'm saying a lot of them are are are, are nepotism cases you know exactly yeah, yeah so so yeah like i don't know like so when i like when i look at a, somebody like sam levinson like it's hard for me to not um like i i are you already starting at a deficit right <laughs> so you 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 can like prove like that like oh like no no this person's legit whatever you know what i'm saying but well, like, i didn't but yeah. you're operating from like a deficit as if, as if I didn't know all the stuff you know about his backstory mm-hmm. I just had an, an, a disgust for the that's why it took me so long to watch it like mm-hmm. it took me so long to get around to watching it because like I just had a disgust from the way that the culture has responded to it and like basically been like this is the zoomer show and like I've seen zoomers who are clearly LARPing as mm-hmm. euphoria characters trying to be like Zendaya or some something like that and like mm-hmm. that go in like totally tragic places where I, I kind of yeah. got to the place where I thought this show was like actually 
damaging. I think I kind of still think it is. I think it's kind of damaging society in a certain way. But that that's that's a whole other conversation of like how you know whatever media we produce, we end up imitating. And it's, like it's an interesting, it's an interesting argument. It's one of the oldest arguments that there is, right? Like yeah, like we've been hearing that our whole lives in different you know different eras have had that you know like this idea of like whoa, whoa, whoa what is this what are the movies doing like what are the what is the music doing you know like it's yeah. like when it's like back when they were fucking steamrolling cds and shit like you know what i'm right. saying for like, gangster rap is bad and they were fucking yeah rap. you know that type of shit like we've we've had those sort of uh times throughout like history where where, where people have questioned and it's like to be fair you know i've always hindered on this you know hindered on the side of like the art but to deny that it's not influential yeah is to is you're not being honest like you know what i'm saying like it, it yeah. uh, it's it's it does a, it does have an effect right like it does influence people to do shit it's propaganda like right. america is all about propaganda there's a reason yeah. why um you know well there's a reason why fucking you know chomsky wrote manufacturing consent right mm-hmm. <laughs> uh there's a reason why you know the defense department gives uh money to movies that want to uh, play ball with them in terms of if they want to use military equipment well okay then we need some oversight on the script right you know what i'm saying there's a reason why there's a fucking whole propaganda department or propaganda wing mm-hmm. um in our government like you know what i'm yeah. saying like the, the, there's a reason why the psyops are real things you know what i'm saying like i know that this yeah. become one of those things that like oh psyops but like no psyops are real psychological operations like intelligence we like we know these are real things like, right. propaganda is a real thing like we live I, I say this all the time, you know, because people like to talk about China all the time and shit, you know, but but like America, we are the most propagandized people in, on the fucking face of this earth. Oh, yeah. CCP ain't got shit yeah. on the American government when it comes to that shit. Like we are sold all of this shit, like all of the fucking idea, like all of the, the, the notion of an American dream, American mm-hmm. exceptionalism narratives, fucking, you know, meritocracy, all this bullshit. Like we're fed nonstop myths like you know what i'm saying right. from from birth unless you're right. born on, you're just born on this soil you're inundated with that shit it's mm-hmm. not a choice you just non-stop like so it's like this idea that like the movies and shit aren't influential yeah that's not true like that's right. there's a reason why we have like all these regulations in place there's a reason why there's a fucking fcc there's a reason why they fucking had they formed the mpaa there's a reason why there was a haze code like, yeah, there's a reason why the government is always stepping in. Like, you know, like, like, look, what look what the fucking shit with Kyrie with the fucking uh, Hebrews, the Negro shit. Look at the mm-hmm. reaction in the media because of he, him tweeting that shit. Yeah. Like, this shit is influential. They're even right. admitting it. They're admitting it. So it's weird. It's weird. Like with that situation right there. Right. That one right there. A lot of these same people who will say shit like about shows like before you're like, oh, it's just a show. It's not at all. They'll be like, he retweeted the fucking you're like you're making the opposite argument you're contradicting yourself so oh, either yeah. either it's influential and they could be like it's a doc it's not a documentary it is a documentary right is it is it so it's doc so is it real no it's a fake documentary yeah. what is it like what the fuck is it you know what i'm saying yeah. you know because they'll they'll do all kinds of qualifiers they'll be like well he it was a documentary and it's i'm like is it influential you're saying it's influential so if it's influential here why is it influential there right why are you being selective like i can respect it if if you're consistent you know, but yeah. the, the the problem is that people are just selective. Like they they they. It's like either you believe this is a this is a thing, or you don't believe it's a thing. Yeah. But but 
this idea or, or, or you can you can believe that in certain cases it's different but but you should be able to to tell people why right you know what i'm saying and i feel like they don't have it, like the excuses that i tend to hear they don't add up like you're like mm, it's kind of you know suspect at best yeah, yeah. so i don't know yeah Me well i was know. thinking about zoomers <laughs> with with euphoria and how like if if we take um the average zoomer who's 16 right now right mm-hmm. they basically came into self-awareness and like intelligence i mean I, I know that's kind of harsh but basically they came to self-awareness and like intelligence in the middle of like fauci giving a speech about vaccines <laughs> or something like in the middle of the most propagandized yeah like we've ever been about anything ever yeah. and that's actually interesting in a way like that that's interesting to consider like how indoctrinated probably the average teenager is right now as opposed to how they were 10 years we're ago gonna, to... truthfully we're not even gonna know to another 10 years you know what i'm saying like yeah. the, the actual fallout from like the whole pandemic shit like yeah because it was such a unique moment like in terms of like we've never seen something at that scale mm-hmm. in our lifetimes you know what i'm saying so yeah and it's just like i don't know it's, it's very interesting and in the way that shit was handled across the board was so fucking like it was it was just it, the more time goes on, the more you're like, okay, we did what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why do we do this? And then like people sort of backpedal and you know, what was perceived as the right thing is now the wrong thing. And some people were right for the wrong reasons. Some people were right for the, you know, wrong for the right reasons, you know, like yeah. vice versa, like, and it's like one of those things where it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know what, what are the, the young people who were coming of age at this point in time? Like, what is that going to do, you know, to right. say, how is that going to manifest? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's but very... euphoria gives them an easy like mm-hmm. answer of just like do a bunch of drugs and check out or become like the most stereotypical kind of like, well, I look, jock at, or I look at euphoria or like Zen and Daya specifically as like, I look I, uh, to use a sort of a uh, parallel. I look at her like future. Mm, the rapper yes. future, future, yes. future raps about doing every drug known to man mm-hmm. you, know, you know like every drug and future don't yeah. do none of that shit yeah, he said he doesn't like, yeah. i don't do none of that shit he get in the booth though and it's like <laughs> zips and all it's non-stop you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. yeah like and then kids listen to that shit or young people impressionable people who listen to, and they try to do that shit yes and they be having fucking drinking lean all kind of shit and fucking all kind of shit right Pop juice world man Zan- Juice World, Juice World, Zans, Zans, all kind of shit. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, same shit. It's like Lacey Zendaya don't do none of that shit. No, like, Zendaya is a fucking clean cut. Like she don't do none of that shit. Yeah, she's acting. Right. But you're right. Like you think that there's not gonna be young people that see that and be like, "Yo, I remember when fucking like when kids came out, motherfucker." Like you don't think kids didn't? It wasn't if even though the fucking moral of the story of kids was, "Yo, you can get, <laughs> everybody gets AIDS and die." Right. <laughs> didn't stop. Kids just saw that and was like, yo, we be like kids. I'm going to be fucking and doing, you know what I'm saying? Like doing all the shit that they was doing because it's cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the middle movie is another, uh, uh, Cream film, uh, Spring Breakers. That's like the middle between kids and Euphoria, right? Right. What is that, 10 years ago? That was Spring Break. Uh, Breakers is great. <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> shout, shout out to Harmony Corinne. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
uh that's a that's a funny that's a, he's a funny funny guy definitely uh, uh kids gummo fucking right the beach bum like yeah yeah um see harmony harmony is interesting because uh he's one of those people who who and this is the thing about art right this is what i always say about art like and i've said this before because i tend to say the same shit all the time uh mm-hmm. but art is interesting in the fact that like there's people who make art and it's like it's you could be too calculated, right? Like some of the smartest motherfuckers I are, are are at least smart in the in the in the in the sense that like what qualifies as smart to the status quo. Mm-hmm. Let me say it that way. Yeah. What is per, what is the perception of a smart person who sort of like has the right test scores, goes to the right schools? I mean, it's all a fucking sham anyways it's all it's not that yeah. ivy league's a scam it's all a scam but that being said right like i've known some of those guys i mean plenty of those guys are oddly enough like who've sort of passed that sort of test literally and in, in figuratively like they pass the test like they're perceived as smart in general right yeah and they'll go into the sort of cre- the art they'll do, do some sort of creative like pursuit like they'll go into the art arts right and you and their art is dog shit. <laughs> and they can explain to you all kind of shit about art, right? But then you watch the art and it's fucking horrible. Yeah. And then you got a guy like Harmony Corinne. Right. And you listen to him and he is not saying anything of value. <laughs> <laughs> Most times. Right. But when you but when he makes his art, it's like, oh, this is art. Right. Because it's not, it's not. Like art is a, it's a feeling like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you can be too, you can be too precise. You can be too, like art is not about like, again, what we were speaking about before this, like this math, it's not a math problem. Right. It's the opposite of a math problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Art is about conveying a feeling. Like you ever read like early David Foster Wallace? I have uh, what's that fucking shit he wrote about? I got that book, uh, that he wrote about about rap music <laughs> signifying rap signifying, i got that shit Rapper, and, um, yeah. i tried to read i meant like his i meant like his short story oh, you mean like his short problem. stories i've read some of his short stories i've still never completed infinite jest oh, me either. Yeah, yeah i've read but, like yeah. uh uh how many times have i attempted to read that book at least a couple times and i, I got like, like and I, I just put it down and never go back to it like I'm yeah like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like so it's one of those books that i'm like you know it is it has become a book that like kind of it's kind of cringe to even talk about but <laughs> he's the definition of that in his early work it's like completely this is somebody who got out of grad school and like it's tr- and also he's like some kind of math whiz or some shit like yeah. he's like super smart and he writes a bunch of shit that is just like the like literally like the stereotype of what you would describe as postmodern like literally like i'm going to deconstruct a- another story that's deconstructing the story form in general and like Stuff like he's deconstructing a John Barth, I think it is. Uh, but yeah, like a John Barth story. And like Infinite Jest is is interesting to whatever degree it is interesting because it's like he got like he got into drugs and then he had to go to AA and like he got like fucked up. He went through some fucked up shit and then he tried to like convey that. And he still is trying to convey that through this all the all the shit they brainwashed him with in a university, but you know, he, he had to, like, it's the lived experience that is actually, like, what's, no. yeah, you know, producing it, something. And it, it speaks to, that speaks to, like, even, even, like, David Foster Wallace, that example you just 
cited and also you know the fucking harmony corinne shit it's like when we talk about like eminem i was talking about him on the last thing too because it's funny because it's like it's like he's so cringe right right and i like you listen to his shit and you're like i can't but like if you go back to those first few albums yeah when he was on like and i don't think it was because he was on like i like here's another thing there's this myth about drugs right there's this myth about drugs that's it's it's like a half truth and it's like no one is create except for like maybe some of these like some of these old jazz players you know what i'm saying back in the day when they would like shoot up and fucking get on a fucking horn and do some shit like mostly like it's not that they're creating on drugs it's that they're taking drugs experiencing life through a different lens and then going and making work based upon that experience it's altered the way they view shit so it's a little off so it's like it's actually providing sort of um it's providing a different worldview. Like, you know, right. What I'm right. It's not, but it, people are, people have this weird thing about like, they think like, Oh, you got to be high to make the, like, no, they weren't. These motherfuckers weren't high when they made it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Most of them weren't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that it's, it's not the drug necessarily. It's, 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 it's what the drug has done to sort of open the third eye. Yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, when you listen to Eminem, when he was doing drugs, like and those albums were were like i mean like to be honest with you like the eminem show not, i mean not the eminem show fuck that for that the fucking marshall <laughs> math the, the marshall mathis lp the eminem show is the beginning of the end <laughs> well the eminem show the eminem show is actually the last album where he you could you could say okay he's on some shit yeah yeah but but the marshall mathis lp you it is again i said this before it is the most based fucking album <laughs> like you can't even say the lyrics out loud now right like right. without facing backlash like you right. know what i'm saying like on some level like you like you know what i'm saying like unless you you just literally don't have to if you put that out you just literally don't give a fuck right like you know what i'm saying and like his whole his whole thing was i don't give a fuck right and like you listen to that. He's like, he, yeah, he does not give a fuck. <laughs> like it, yeah. the album is reflective of that. And in a way it's, it is so different to net, to where you see where he's come to now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, he gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like he gives a fuck so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's like, he gives a fuck so much that he cares about what's going on with machine gun Kelly. Right. He's not even, it's not even, like, you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you listen to like those, those fucking early albums and it's so fuck. It's fucking hilarious. It's like completely like, like I was laughing about like just the, the random lines, like, like, <laughs> well, it's like, you, what the fuck? Like, uh, somebody, what the fuck did he, he saw so many fucking lines, dude. Like, just goofy shit like just non sequitur just i'm rhyming words together and just saying fucked up shit right yeah like, you know what i'm saying like i and, and he tries to do that now and it comes off it just yeah it's not this it's it's like bro like you know what i'm saying like hang it totally. up like like you know but 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 again i don't think he's like it's, it's something about like being kind of like almost like dumb like you know what i'm saying yeah. like like there's something about like somebody who's kind of dumb mm-hmm. who's like not really overthinking their shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's just, and it's just coming out. 
like it's just the dopest shit. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I'm not saying him specifically, but like he falls under that umbrella. There's plenty of artists like that. When like when they were just dumb and they're just making yeah. the shit and it was just fire. Right. And then they got legitimized and they started to get money and then they started thinking. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like it's not it's not the same anymore. Like you you know what I'm saying? Like it's just not they can't even like but it's you know, it's not just thinking, it's it's thinking in a trained way. Mm-hmm. Thinking in a way that, that discipline, it's discipline. Discipline is the enemy of like creativity, pretty much. And I think that's actually that's something that I, this fucking D and D video I watched was talking about. But basically, how like I was talking about how like people that write Dungeons and Dragons books, basically, like they'll it'll start with somebody will just come in with a bunch of and they'll just world build. They'll just start world building frenetically all over the place, not really thinking it all through. And then later, like years later, they'll come out with a new edition. And they'll get a bunch of hacks to take all those ideas and turn those into something that makes sense. But in doing that, it basically takes all the soul, all all the flavor out of it. But it's all like, oh, well, it makes sense that this kingdom would be rivaled with this kingdom because there's a history of blah, blah, blah. Everything is logical all of a sudden. And that logic becomes, you know. They call it Stranger Thingsification. Yes. And I. That's exactly. Stranger Things is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I actually like. I actually like you know if I if I had a guilty pleasure like I don't really I, I hate that that term but like I would say Stranger Things would qualify if I was to say I, I feel would, that I, I feel watch that. it and I'll be like yeah. I get some enjoyment but I know it's I'm like this is just it's just Stephen King and Hellraiser and right it's shit. just like a bunch of like references <laughs> and it's just nostalgia yeah. born it's yeah. like you know what I'm saying it's I'm like watching it I'm like that's stupid you know what I mean but I'm still watching it like you know what I'm saying it's do like you, the way do you fuck with Panos Cosmatos. Panos yeah, Kismata. you know, I go back and forth from Panos. Um, I really remember liking Mandy. Um, yeah. Even though sometimes I'm like, do I do I really like Mandy? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, and then I feel like, like he's Stranger Things if it was cool. Yeah, yeah. And like he's he's basically like both that and uh, Black, the Rainbow, Black Rainbow, the Black Rainbow are basically yeah, like yeah, yeah. the same yeah. kind of. It's ripping off Stephen King, ripping off like X Men and shit, mm-hmm. ripping off stuff from the eighties that was popular. Again, and, like, son of a filmmaker again, another yeah. his oh, dad, fucking mm-hmm. Cosmatos. His father did all those movies, Leviathan and all that shit. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and Panos is probably you know he grew up on movie sets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. he has, but again, I, he's one of. But again, I look at I look at David Cronenberg's son. Yeah. I like David Cronenberg's. I like Brandon Cronenberg's movies. Like I've liked, I liked fucking uh uh, fucking, what's the fucking uh da, 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 uh he's got a new one. He just dropped a trailer for it by the way. That looks that looks interesting. It actually has, uh Mia Goth in it. Um, oh shit. But uh yeah, I liked fucking uh, what's the fucking? I'm not antiviral. Was his first one. Yeah yeah. But uh, what's the second Cronenberg movie? I literally talked. I talked about it recently too. You can tell I, I'm uh. I'm fucking uh, Joe Biden brain because I don't uh, <laughs> I don't remember shit like right now. Um, what the fuck is what the fuck is it? Anti viral is his first movie. Uh, da, 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 da. Have you seen Have you seen his last the last movie the not no. the new You haven't seen it? Oh shit! You, you should check it out for sure. I'll check it out. Uh, but I saw it. David Cronenberg's last movie. Though you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Crimes of the Future. I loved it. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, possessor, yeah. possessor, possessor, possessor. Yeah, I don't. I shouldn't be blaming on possessor, but possessor was good. But crimes of the future. That's. I was talking about uh, that recently. I've talked about it a bunch of times. Where that's mm. a movie where they got it wrong. Mm. Like so, and what I mean by that is like the 
when you look at the discourse about that movie, like yeah. all the sort of like there's a there's a trendy uh view of that movie. There's the movie that like it's like, you know, how it was trendy to to, to shit on Zack Snyder mm-hmm. or you know, it's trendy to say fucking Marvel movies or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's the same kind of thing when that new the like people were like got all kind of criticisms for the David Cronenberg movie. And I'm like, no, it's it's great. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like you're wrong. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like I'm in real time I'm watching like people get it wrong. Where I'm like, right. you guys are just gonna double back five years from now and be like, it's fucking amazing. Right. But right now they're like, well, actually, it's uh, it's like it's not finished. It's uh, 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 uh it, you know, what I mean, all these stupid. I'm like, you do you do you like Cronenberg? Do you understand like he's in his bag? Like, do you understand like yeah. he's doing the thing that you guys love? And this reference like every good Cronenberg movie, right? And something. he's doing it like with ease, and he's kind of like showing you like I can do this. Like this is you know what I'm saying? It's like. You know what I'm saying? It's like return. I re- I'm back. Here you go. Yeah. And these motherfuckers are like, well, you know, this wasn't quite. I'm like, this is why we can't have. You know, I hate this saying, but this is why you can't have good shit. Like, you, right. know, you can't have good <laughs> shit because you don't even know how to identify it anymore. Yeah. Because he gives you the shit that you've been wanting. Like people have been talking about body horror, even though they don't know what body horror is, but they've been talking. But popular talking about body horror, and the guy who fucking innovated the shit comes back, does the shit again. Yeah. Does it with fucking uh, the guy who he did two good movies with, his last two good movies, that weren't mm. even in the genre. Yeah. Three teams with him in the shit he does. <laughs> does it good. And then you motherfuckers are like ungrateful. This is the fucking thanks I get, right? That's what I always yeah. say. For, but this is the fucking thanks I get for fucking giving you what you wanted. Like, so it's like, that's what I think. Like, yeah, Cronenberg, like, yeah, Crimes of the Future uh, is definitely one of, uh, one of the best movies of the year. Definitely. Easy. Easy. Definitely. I don't I, I, pay attention to sort of uh because they're out there now. Pay attention to sort of the best of list this year mm-hmm. because we're at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and look, look and see if Crimes of the Future is on, on any of these best of best best. I guarantee you it's not. Yeah. I guarantee you. And it's not because it's not good, it's because mm-hmm. of what I just said, which is which is it's a it's trendy. It's trendy right. to, to to sort of write it off as like oh this isn't this isn't what this is Cronenberg but it's like only like oh it's not really his best one. you know what I mean it's like no it's <laughs> it's fucking it's brilliant like right. like it's, it's fucking legitimately good uh and, and it had a political message mm-hmm. that was like totally on point with mm-hmm. our current like biological shit that's happening like fucking mm-hmm. plastic like microplastics and, and everything yeah, and it's and, like yeah and, 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 and possessor possessor way. was on some like like his son's movie was like treading in like trans like all like like trans not only trans like uh uh shit but like in terms of like trans transsexual shit but like in terms of like transhumanism shit too mm, like it like it's kind of like it's like operating in this weird like like the social com, like the commentary about like sort of society is like weaved in, and it's just you know, I mean like I remember having the conversation about uh, and again to tie back into Sam Levinson, I remember I was arguing with uh, two people about uh, Malcolm and Marie, mm-hmm. which is the movie that Sam Levinson did during the pandemic when Zendaya and that looks horrible. It's fucking dog shit. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, Denzel Washington's son. Right, mm-hmm. and at the time when it came out, it was popular for them to be like, "Oh, schools is fucking 
They did it. They just coming off of Euphoria. They did it with no money during the pandemic. It's shot in black and white, and it's like, eh. and they were like, <laughs> and it had no staying power. Like people were acting like it was going to win awards. It won nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, even though it was catering to that, built for that. By the yeah, it didn't win shit. Um, but I was making, I was, they were talking, I was talking about Possessor and I was talking about that movie. And I was like, we're still going to be talking about Possessor fucking years from now. And no one's going to be talking about fucking Malcolm and Marie. Not even less than a year later. No one is talking about Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. Possessor is still being talked about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the only people that liked Malcolm and Marie where they were liking it for, they were liking it for narcissistic reasons. Right. Because what they were doing was they were, they were like everyone that I know who liked it were like, people that have some aspirations to do some sort of film related shit. Right. And they're yeah. sort of using the Denzel Washington son character as like an avatar for themselves. Right. Like, well, I could see where he's coming from. I don't give a fuck if you can see where he's coming from. The movie is dog shit. Right. Like, like you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's, it has the aesthetics of art movies. Right. But none of the artfulness. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, and again, I say that when I say I liked Assassination Nation, but like, again, even the commentary that Sam Mendes was doing, he was like taking shots at the critics. You know what I'm saying? He was basically, and it was weird because he was like, he was playing this game, which he does do. And I identified this about him. He, he, he cast his movies with sort of uh, people who occupy certain identities. Right. Like, whether it's a black person, a trans person, right. a woman. These, these identities that have been are, have become ex- accepted to say, oh, I am of an oppressed group. Right. And he uses that person to parrot his own opinions through. Exactly. So, he, so he doesn't get any backlash. Right. He's like, no, 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 a black person saying this shit. Right. It's not me, the white guy who's literally making this shit up and giving him the thing to say. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's like, so you got fucking uh, 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 Denzel Washington's son fucking playing this fucking director. And it's this guy is Sam Levinson. Mm-hmm. He's you. Yeah. And he's talking about you don't know what I had to go through and all of this shit. I'm like, you're the son of Barry Levinson, dog. Right. What are you fucking talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, so so, so like, yeah, that movie, that movie's not good, and possessor <laughs> is good. Like okay. and motherfuckers is wrong. Like, you know what okay. I'm saying? And, and yeah, I mean <laughs> shit, man. I don't know. Um, well, the thing that he's very good at, or mm-hmm. I should probably talk about, and we could even I don't know if we're, we're, if, we're uh, if we if we have time to go into one more film, but we go into Don't Worry Darling just a bit. But um, the movie I, I haven't watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. We could talk. We were talking about, about Olivia Wilde and how yeah, she we, uses. We could talk her. about it because I definitely want to talk about it because, like you were okay. saying, we were talking about Olivia Wilde. So definitely, we well, definitely well, how she uses. She basically like she's a bad director and she uses everybody else who's working for her to basically make them do the movie and then she puts her name on it basically. Yes. yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, like. Um, I think there was some of that with Sam Levinson too, of like that it's like you you like Euphoria because of the soundtrack, because of the cinematography, because of the acting, yeah. because yeah. of the porn. Uh, like you like all he like the boobs, like like the, the you know these. And, but really, the sound it's a fucking music video. The entire show is a music video. The whole show is just one long music video, and it's just going from like. Like it's an early two thousands like montage of like okay so we've got the new metal video we've got the rap video we got the emo video we got the pop 
uh, Britney Spears video or something like like it's just going from one to another to another and like and then like this emotional pornography of like roping you into this drama of the soap opera and then it's making some kind of bullshit political commentary after the fact after it's already completely saturated you in those emotions um but going into um don't worry darling that movie it was a similar kind of pornography where like i watched this movie and i was like i really want to play la noir the video game and i really wish that i lived in like the 19 like 40s like that was the that was the takeaway from the whole all this political stuff all this like post all the all the sci-fi and social commentary and the patriarchy and all this stuff and like what i walked it's away from incoherent is, like yeah yeah <laughs> like i got all that shit mashed together it doesn't even have yeah. anything to say about it you know what i'm saying because you're taking it, yeah because it's made by people who already won yeah exactly. whether they won the genetic lottery or whatever like you know they were just born into a situation where they're you know they're they're part of the elite you know what i'm saying like yeah you know pretty people with money like you know what i'm saying right and and, and it's like olivia wilde doesn't have anything to say no. Like, and like you said, like, you know, she, she gets, she, she makes these movies and you're like, okay, but like, you're just hiring crew and right. like, and the crew and the people that you put in the position are doing the heavy lifting. And then you're like, oh, it's a film by, but it's like, is, is it really a film by you? You know what I mean? Or, 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 or what is your, what do you have to say? You know what I'm saying? Like, like also she's very, like even that shit with Shia LaBeouf, she like lied, like, you know, and got caught lying where she was like, yeah, we fired him. And he was like, what are you talking about? I quit. And then he shows right. like the text messages and shit and her begging him to come back. <laughs> like, why the fuck? Because actors be lying, dog. Like they can't right. like, they just be lying, right? Like they can't, they can't help it because they're narcissists, bro. And, and like, yeah. you're talking about somebody who, who you have to be a certain level of, of fucking crazy to mm-hmm. seriously pursue acting at that level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about like, you know, the, the amount of attention that you need you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and the interesting actors are the ones that kind of own that and sort of mm-hmm. kind of use that. But then there's some motherfuckers that were like the majority of them who are still acting constantly. Mm-hmm. They're always acting, which is like, I have to act like a normal person. I have to act like I'm not psycho. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's mm-hmm. the actors that know it's crazy that what they do is crazy. That are kind of like the interesting per- ones. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, fucking, it's just wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that. Like, those are the fucking oh. actors who, who sort of are more interesting. And yeah. There's a level of self-awareness there. Um, and I don't think a lot of these Like actors, Shia LaBeouf, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of these <laughs> actors have that, though. You know, some of them do, but, like, they're, they're, they're the rare few. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, it's hard to have self-awareness when you're always pretending to be someone else. Right. You're always vying for sort of, like, attention. Yeah. You know, you're so... You're so... You're either focused on two things. You're focused on other people's perception of you or how you can be someone else how you can portray yourself to be someone else so the person that's actively pursuing that and doing that for you know for a living or chasing that dream like you got to think about like what kind of headspace Mm -hmm. like that motherfucking person is in like you know what i mean yeah it's very it's a very sort of weird thing so it's like when you get olivia wilde who's like i'm now i'm going to be a director right and it's like all right it's like even that movie cocaine bear which i definitely want to see um it's like it's directed by elizabeth banks yeah, I mean, it almost makes me not want to watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I don't. You know what I mean? Again, it's one of those things where that was a script that was that went around. It was a spec script, and it was like, oh shit, it was hot. 
like you know it was making it, it i think it had a bidding bidding war and like it got purchased and bought or whatever but that was a fully foreign baked idea already like someone right. came up, they found out about the story about the bear they ate the cocaine they're like we'll make the scripts cocaine bear boom <laughs> sold and then people started attaching so olivia just came on the project you know she was a director mm-hmm. you know um she had the clout to do it so she hopped on now she's directing it yeah it's gonna come out but i'm like how much of this is her mm-hmm. i don't think it's i think it's she's a hired gun you know yeah I mean? it, it, that shit, shit happens in comics like it's, yeah, it's like i'm very frequent. like uh mm-hmm. keanu reeves and amelia clark have both made comics that just had their name attached to it, it. Yeah. and like maybe a character based on them or some shit they didn't do anything they, they literally did not do anything at all oh, I, yeah it, like, I, I, yeah i'll probably i'll probably say this off off mic but i, I know a few people that have done that okay <laughs> <laughs> I, know a few, I got a few personal people that i know have done that okay uh, uh, but yeah, I'm not even gonna out them right now. But you know, okay, cool. Uh, uh, but, but the but the thing with don't don't worry, darling, mm-hmm. is I think that it was like probably her like 23 year old assistant mm-hmm. like went on a rant over drinks or coffee or something with her about Jordan Peterson and like mm-hmm. just like he's the champion of the incels or some shit like that. And she made like a whole like she she hired somebody to write it. Everything every like mm-hmm. the whole movie just seemed like it was like people are talking about this guy. I'm going to watch one YouTube video about him and then realize that he has a bad accent that I don't like. And, you know, he's an asshole. So I'm going to, and like, I'm not, I'm not at all. A and, fan you know, of- and I, you know me, I don't even want to get into sort of like, you know, the, the uh, gossip and shit, but like, yeah. wasn't it, she was married to homeboy. What's his name? Uh, what's the actor's fucking name? The dude that's in, uh, who the fuck is fucking, he's like, he looks like, Seven other white actors. Um, <laughs> what what the fuck was his name? Uh, you could tell how how disconnected I am from like sort of white culture, mm-hmm. um, but I know white shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but but like this is an actor I should definitely be able to bring up by by name. Um, but I'm like, no, nah, I don't really. That he doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde husband. Okay, boom. Jason Sudeikis. Mm. So obviously, like Jason Sudeikis, I don't. He's not like. There's nothing that Jason. He's in stuff. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like what is he in that like. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. He's fuck. He's fucking Ted Lasso. Okay. Right. Which is again, this is another super white show. But 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 uh, so t- she cheated on Ted Lasso apparently with with fucking homeboy from in the movie fucking uh the. the the singer, the singer kid from One Direction, yeah, yeah, like, like, right, like, so she's doing, it's like, so she's, she's doing the shit that she criticizes other directors of doing. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, yep. this is this is this is a problem with the with the whole like Me Too shit. It's, right. It's, it's, it's specifically in Hollywood because for most of these people, like, they just want to be in the position to do the shit that the the men directors were already doing. Right. They. It's not like. If you really had a problem with that type of shit, right, then that wouldn't have never happened. Mm-hmm. Because to you, like, that type of scenario where the director is fucking ends up sleeping with a married director ends up sleeping with the star of their movie. Like, that's the thing that happens. That's happened a lot over the years. But now it's like that's perceived as like an abuse of power. Right. That's perceived as like uh, uh, you should be canceled now. Right. And she would be the first actor to speak out if she know that a male director did that. But yet yeah. she did it on her movie. And no one's saying shit. 
She's not, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. also, I think I think this is true too. I think like Sudeikis sent uh she was at doing a panel at like Comic Con or some shit or like one of those things for fucking the movie. And like he sent she got served for fucking for the papers for the divorce. He sent it wow. there. It was like wow. I think there's video of it. Like a motherfucker comes up to her like You've been served. Like, you know what I'm saying? Served Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, mm. like, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's just funny when when you see like a movie like that. And like all the movie is funny. That movie came out and everything about the movie is about everything but the movie. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's about the drama that's happened behind the scenes. It's about like the shit that happened at, at the fucking festivals and shit when they took it to Cannes. Like all the yeah. weird shit about it's the the actual making of that movie is bigger than that movie, you know. What right. I mean? And so, the, the the thing it's commenting on is like this Canadian guy who a bunch of lonely men listen to in a world where like like I don't want to say everyone is fucking lost, but like there's there's just an insane amount of like chaos in everyday life and people are turning to this these dumb self-help books mm -hmm. to try to like make sense of life because it's an antidote to chaos or whatever but like this movie depicts it as though he is like the architect of the literally the architect of the matrix and like it's it's to me it's it, it reminds me of i'm about to hate watch this movie dog you should probably hate watch this movie so i, I should about to hate watch this movie. It reminds me of Nazi propaganda. It reminds mm -hmm. me of Nazi propaganda in the sense of like these, like you were saying, people that have already won Kanye, and like Kanye's they need an enemy, shit. huh? I said Kanye's gonna love this shit. <laughs> but it's like it's like they've already won, and it's like oh well, the Jews are doing all this stuff. In this case, it's like the incels and Jordan Peterson are like basically mm -hmm. in her mind like the Jews, like the Jews, the Jews to the Nazis are the incels and Jordan Peterson to Hollywood, and ugly men, ugly um fucking lonely men. Are like basically the Jews to Olivia Wilde's like, ugly, like yeah, well, ugly lonely men are, make Hollywood run. <laughs> right, they do, they do. But it's like, oh, Those I would be the motherfuckers yeah. that end up being like the most powerful motherfuckers in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Like you know, I mean, yeah. I guess she probably probably has a fucking, I don't know, I don't know. Olivia Wilde, like again, like I don't know. She just seems like an actor, you know. Yeah. Which is which is actors, and I mean, and this isn't this isn't gender specific like man whether you're a man whether you're a woman whatever like actors tend to be in my experience a little bit off like right. you know what i'm saying to all the way like you know what i'm saying either all the way off or like you're like kind of like i mean to be fair i feel like anybody i include myself in this you got there's got to be a something a little bit for you to even attempt to do anything in hollywood at all like right, you know, right, right. a little bit but you have to have that self-awareness too be like yeah you know what this is kind of a magnet for insane people like, right you know what like what does that say about me like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like because every motherfucker is crazy almost yeah. uh to a certain degree or another um mm -hmm. but yeah actors are like yeah yeah it's 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 when you find one that's actually like not a not a fucking like head case it's it's like it's a pleasant it's a pleasant surprise <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. That's what that was was funny too to get back on like a little bit to touch on that Me Too shit. Which mm -hmm. when you remember when that whole shit kicked off, you remember like some of the people at the forefront were were people like you know Dario Argento's daughter Asia, Asia Argento. You know she, she was dating Bourdain at one point, like whatever. Right. And then fucking uh, what's Rose McGowan? Like two women who are 
completely out of their mind. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and Asia Argento got accused of, of like she fucked the, the young boy that she yeah. had in the movie. The fucking not not the Sweet Life and Zach and Cody brothers, the other one. Because mm-hmm. she, she, she she did that movie with the twins, the fucking uh, Sprouse twins. But then there was a, but it was like it followed them as they aged, and yeah. it was the kid that played them at a little bit older because they were right. like super young when they when she directed that movie. But it was the so he was she was like a kid's age, and then like she like like sucked his dick or something like when she was like <laughs> right but he was like 18 i don't know oh some shit like that i don't know 17 18 years old some shit some weird yeah. shit you know what i'm saying some, again some shit that like she's re- she's railing about men doing like right she's used using her power as a director like I, I i get it the movie's over but that's still someone who looked at you as like a like I don't know, like a fucking mother figure or something, you know, like, yeah. or like, you know, like, and then you take him to the hotel and give him some pussy. Like, what the fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of straight. Like, it's got to be both ways. It's It, it can't be yeah. like, it can't be OK for you, but then fucked up when when a, a dude's doing it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not saying that there's not differences because there is differences, like for sure. The yeah. dynamics of, of, a, of a grown man with a young woman is different than the dynamics of a young man with a grown woman. But it right. still ain't, it doesn't, even though that dynamic is different, even though the like physicality of it is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like a youngish boy who's mm-hmm. coming into manhood could physically overpower a grown woman. Right. And a young girl is not physically power overpowering a grown man. Right. I mean... To take, I'm just taking the grooming shit out of it because you yeah. know what I'm saying, like grooming shit aside, like you whatever yeah. you want to say about that, it's it on that level is different, but it still ain't right. Like you know what I'm saying, if we if we saying it ain't right, then it ain't right, right? Exactly. That's I'm operating on the premise that we say it's not right, right? Or that we feel that like you're taking advantage of this person because mm-hmm. you are in a headspace like you're t- you're taking advantage of someone who's young whose brain isn't fully developed yet. Yeah. Like you have so much more life experience. Right. this person that's what i look at too like I, I remember like when i would like be uh before before i got into this relationship that i have now with my girl like and i was just doing the bachelor thing and i would you know i would be i would be you know, meeting women and yeah. tinder and all that shit like there were moments where like i would interact with a woman and i i knew like i was like i am such in a different headspace than you it's not fair right like it's not even fair, so I'm not even gonna talk to you. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if I was a dirt bag, like I could be like, I'm, I'm just do what I want, you know? This bitch, right. you know what I mean? Like because I know motherfuckers to do that, but it's like I'm like, nah, nah. Like I don't even want to like, no, like I because it's not that like it was it was wrong in terms of like I was doing some sick shit. Like no, this was a fully adult woman. Yeah. Like, but I was mentally somewhere else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, I've seen way more than you. Right. Like I know so much more than you that I feel like Magnus Carlson playing chess with fucking a uh, fucking retarded guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do this. Like, yeah, I can't. I can't do. It. I can't. I'm sorry. Right. It's not happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can. Like, there's a lot of women out there. I don't have to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to do this with somebody who I don't even respect. Yeah, because I feel like you're just mentally so fucking, you know what I mean? But motherfuckers will do that. Like they'll they will fucking 
take all this. There's motherfuckers who are just cunning, like you know what I'm saying, and they're yeah. just like, I know so much shit, like, mm. and I'm gonna use it. You know, it's like yeah. it's like it's like that. It's like the pimp. It's like the pimp shit. Yeah. You ever like read like Iceberg Slim? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, shout, 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 <laughs> fucking great book. Like Robert Beck, fucking fantastic book. Like one of the better writers. You know what I'm saying? Period. Like people could be like, oh, this is like no, it's good. Like it's it's good. But yeah. you read that book, and you you sort of like he gets into this headspace of like when he was a pimp. You could tell like oh he's writing from a real world perspective when he was actually mm. a pimp. I think his real pimp name was like Kavanaugh Slim or some shit. Okay. And like, so like, but you're reading it and you're, you're, you, he's breaking down like the sort of the games, you know what I mean? And like how, how he's a pimp and how he, how he fucking manipulates women and like these fucking young are impressionable, young and old, impressionable. And then it's like, you're just like, he's in a totally, he's operating on a totally different level. Yeah. Like they don't stand a chance. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's like, he's just like, he's caught, he's once you, once he catches you, and you're of a certain mental like ability, mm-hmm. it's over. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? And that's that's kind of like how it is, where it's like some of these motherfuckers are just like, yeah, like it's it's not fair. Yeah. It's not. It's like LeBron James playing against fucking <laughs> playing against the fucking wheelchair league or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's not it's not fair, dog. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be balling out and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like people don't and that's what I don't think that gets talked about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of shit gets talked about. It's very it's very it's a it's a trendy thing to talk about uh, sort of like power dynamics and mm-hmm. all that shit. But like no one's like really talking about like that that shit where it's like it's it's like nah man like you know, because I'm pretty sure you've had your own experiences. Like, you know when you encounter somebody and you're like, I can sell this motherfucker. I could sell this motherfucker a beach property in yeah. Arizona. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just know, like, there's certain people you just know, like, I can get over on this motherfucker. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, and, 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 it, and it speaks to sort of like the level of character like you have to not do that shit. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of people that don't give a fuck. Like, I feel like America is, is, is the fucking, the capital of grifting. Yes. And grifters. Well, like, maybe Eastern Europe, but yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we got, the, <laughs> well, but we got the grifters though. Like we, yeah, like, not Eastern Europe. They get grift. Don't get me wrong. It's like, different kind of grift. But they come here to grift though, like you because know, this is where you can grift, True. like you know, like you could grift to the to fullest extent and get. So that's why so many people are so successful in this country, mm-hmm. just whether it's fucking motherfuckers doing bullshit, cryptocurrency bullshit, all of Silicon yeah. Valley, like Theranos yeah. chick, like this is what happens here. You yeah. come in, you take advantage of people, mm-hmm. and you 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 ball out. Yeah. Fuck it. Right. Fuck it, we balling. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that's what it is. Well, it's like, okay, yeah. So, I think that's 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 um, and that, that ties back into what I was talking about with like the, the Hollywood communism shit. Mm. Because it's like there's this like hatred of capitalism mm-hmm. within movies that are obviously being produced for for huge <laughs> budgets and yeah. purely to sell, purely to you know make money. And the answer, like the, the 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 solution to that equation, I think we've come to, 
is like crime and like grifting and like fucking you know uh catch me if you can type behavior you know just just like you know just basically like being a manipulator and making money off people and like kind of celebrating it in a weird kind of way but like in a in a in a, in a romantic rom a romanticization of being basically a con artist or a gangster or some shit like that and like i think like the gangster movie as a genre is partly you know partly developed out of that it's, um, the, it's the american way like yeah. america is built on crime it's fun it's fun it's founded by criminals yeah like you know what i'm saying like a crime is america like right. you know what i'm saying like like i said i said this before i think i said this in the last podcast like the kennedy family started with bootlegging right right you know what i'm saying like you, yeah. you can trace all of these families like the i think uh, uh my last guest mentioned uh arm and hammer you know like the, the people mm -hmm. like army hammer's family who owns arm and hammer yeah you know, like the fuck all the fucking shit that they did that was fucked up and now like they built their whole wealth off of like ill-gotten gains and now they can live as respectable people oh we own exactly. the bacon soda company you know what i mean like right. yeah but what about all the shit y'all did to get there you know what i'm saying yeah. like that becomes oh like, yeah you know and that that fits perfectly into the me too stuff mm -hmm. of like all these women who are victims of mm -hmm. me too, too but they made their career off of that mm -hmm. and they made well, their that's career the thing you just said it that was my issue. I don't have an issue. I don't have no issue with like motherfucking like people doing fucked up shit and getting fucking, you know, and, and getting in trouble for it. Like, you know, what I'm right. saying? actually facing actual consequence. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. But I saw immediately because, again, you're talking about Hollywood. Like yeah. I saw that people were using that as a means to further their own career. Right. So it was disingenuous. You're you know what I'm saying? With, so you're. Yeah, a lot like yeah, they use the yeah. Me Too movement as a yeah. way to catapult themselves, yeah. you know, up the ladder. Like mm -hmm. because, and it's fucked up because it's like no, you're actually, you're, you're using legitimate pain mm -hmm. and suffering that other people went through for your right. own personal gain. Right, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're using that. Yeah so it's it's cynical it's like cynical mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying so it's like that's the thing that bothered me about it it was that's not like, exactly what i'm saying yeah yeah uh, what i'm talking about is even before the me too movement happened or specific like you had okay so like warren ellis in, in comic books he, he's 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 a i was really talking about him i was talking about him with somebody else too on the podcast yeah. because i was like yo they got him out to paint for no reason right. like i don't and even know what he did like they said he <laughs> was flirting with some chicks Right. Well, he gave did. a bunch of people like jobs. He get he got people jobs okay. after they fucked him. He, that he that seems pretty. Got, you know, at least he gave and, he gave him good jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 a lot of them were talentless women who you know basically they were either artists or whatever, whatever the fuck they did. They they were not really good at those jobs. They they would hold them those jobs for about a year or so, then they get fired for not being good at them. And then they would complain, hey, Warren, like, can you help me out again? And he'd already like broken up, broken it off with them at that point. So the Me Too complaint was basically that, like, he wasn't giving them more jobs, like, jobs basically, after they sucked his dick or whatever. And like, to me, it's like, what about the woman who was less attracted than you or the man who was trying to get that job? Who didn't get that job get because job. you had a because you had a yeah. fucking industry dude working in the industry who like said, well, if you suck my dick, then, you know, so it's like, why don't the women who outed him for this shit 
give up their jobs they've now got like a, like there are people who are high up in marvel and mm-hmm. dc and shit who have like editor roles and stuff like that who got them off of fucking some executive mm-hmm. and they will out they'll out that they'll 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 confess to that but then they keep their job and it's like well we know you got this job because you fucked somebody you're basically a prostitute mm-hmm. but we're gonna like we're, we're gonna say you're a victim because it because of this fucked up system but like the fucked up system got you where you're at and it's still happening so all we're really doing is just it's just out we're just getting rid of some of the dudes who get caught and it's like to me it's like the whole problem is the nepotism itself that got them the job because right. they sucked the dick and right. somebody who didn't do that should should get that job you know like yeah and even in that even in that scenario like if it plays out if it played out that way it's like You've already sort of played that card. Like right. if you sucked Warren Ellis's dick, uh I mean, Jesus Christ. But I mean, you did that <laughs> and he got you a job, and then you get yeah. fired. You can't go back to that well. That's like that's like mm-hmm. you that's like a card you play once. Right. Like he can't keep going back and getting you job. Like I've already mm-hmm. gave you something you weren't qualified for because you yeah. because you gave me some shit. Like yeah. quick, it was quit pro crow. Like you decided to fuck my my uh, Warren Ellis looking ass. You know Warren yeah. Ellis is the most uh, aesthetically pleasing. Right. You've, you've already decided to do that. Okay. Boom. I gave you a job that you weren't qualified for. If you get fired from it, how many times can I do that? Right. You know, it's like it's almost like it's 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 like I'm not even sympathizing with him at all. I'm just saying, like, just from a practical level, it's like yeah. that is a that is a card you play. But once you play that card. It's on now. You've got to play a different card, because that's like, oh, you got to find a, either that or you got to find somebody else, mm-hmm. or something. You got to find. You got to do something else because it's like there's only so many times you can get away with doing something like right. that. Right. So and you better you better play that card. If you're gonna play that card, you're gonna have to. Sadly to say, you're gonna have to do it like, I don't know, like Marilyn Monroe or something where, where right. you know, um, oh, Blonde by the way, which is one of the best movies of the year too, um, which they got a lot of flack for, but you got to play that card. If you if that's the game you're gonna play, then you gotta be, you gotta be all you know what I mean. Like, sadly, I'm not telling you you should play that game. I'm saying don't. But I'm saying, yeah. but realize what it is you're doing. Right. You know like, and 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 to me, the problem isn't just in the fact that he did something bad. The problem is the industry now is run on blowjobs. So like there are people it's not a merit like and the meritocracy obviously is bullshit but it's like like you know it's like they're pretending this is a meritocracy but this woman has a job that she's holding because of a blowjob she gave 10 years ago and it's like like that is decay that is a rot and it's not even yeah right and it's also and there's plenty of men yeah who have jobs because they gave a blowjob or they they let they let motherfucking brian singer clap the cheeks Mm -hmm. Like I know, you know how many motherfucking stories I didn't heard about that dude. Yeah, I didn't heard all kind of crazy. I'm not gonna say <laughs> it, but I didn't heard all kind of crazy shit. Yo, Brian yeah. Singer, you know what? You know what? You know what this motherfucker did? Mm-hmm. He did this. Like I'm like what? Like and everybody knows what I'm talking about. I don't give a fuck. Like there's all kind of people. If you in Hollywood in any kind of way, if you even yeah. came close to the shit, you've heard one of them stories. Right. You've heard about one motherfucker that you may know or know of that did something yeah. with that dude. Yeah. And it's wild. You're like, yo, that happened? Like, <laughs> he did what? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, homie did that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those dudes that have, have literally done the same shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's not just women. Like Hollywood is oh, first yeah. of all, Hollywood is super gay friendly, as yeah. we know. And it ain't just women, dog. It's men. It's men getting that the 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 the, the, the blowjobs and shit is equal opportunity. Like yeah. they give those motherfuckers are sucking and fucking their way and they're doing it. But the difference yeah. is it's a, it's a different. It has a different social taboo. Exactly. So therefore, and men are like more probably more reluctant. You know, especially if they're if they're if they're not if they're existing as a straight man yeah. on in the public, they don't want to be right. out it. You know what I'm saying? And even if they, even if they not, even if they're well, openly gay, I still think they don't want motherfuckers to know that they did the shit. Yeah. Even though they know like, yeah, I'm gay, but I'm not about to admit that I did that shit. Right. So it's more of a hush hush. It's not about outing these dudes. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's men that's gotten me too. Yeah. They don't want to yeah. talk about that. You know, even though it's clearly happens. Like again, Brian Singer is the perfect Kevin Spacey. Like, yeah, Kevin Spacey's facing a little bit, but it ain't nobody real. It's a few fucking cases of those guys coming out, but it's usually motherfuckers that ain't got nothing going. Yeah. And you know for a fact that there's motherfuckers with careers that did some shit. Yeah. That and ain't saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because they got a career and they not trying to say it. And they could jump out right now and be like, yo, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Jerk me off or some shit, you know, some crazy shit. They could say that right now, and you, it would probably it's probably true, but they're not about to say that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they're not about to get killed like like Kevin Spacey got that one dude killed. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, no. Allegedly. Remember, that, remember that video where he did with the fucking coffee? Oh thing? yeah. What oh, the yeah. fuck? And then homeboy died. Tough. Like what is that, bro? Like I'm not listen. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying. I'm just. It's fun to talk about these crazy things sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but bruh, it's some weird <laughs> shit. Like people get people like to talk about. Like you know, I get it. Like I understand. I understand how it comes off when people talk about all these weird, like Hollywood. Like, but it's weird shit happening, man. Mm-hmm. Like Little Saint James is a real fucking place. Yes. Well, that that's what was interesting. You were talking about in the last pod um, that like. You know, we now we've had these conspiracy theories forever about pedophilia and the elite and shit like that. But now it's like completely like we know that shit's real, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then there, and then people like to me, it's always bizarre to me when people are like, there's crazy conspiracy theorists believe in Pizzagate. And I'm like, what element of Pizzagate is crazy? Like, is it crazy <laughs> that they were fucking kids? Is it crazy that it was what, in a pizza are, what are those emails like, about? Yeah, yeah. What were the emails about? <laughs> you know, like, which, what? What, you know? what the fuck was that? Like, like but it's it's the gaslighting. It's like, well, the media I'm, says it's crazy, so it's crazy. Like, it's right. simple I'm as that. The media saying, said listen, it's crazy. I'm not saying it's. What, I'm not making no declarative yeah. statements when I say that. I'm saying what? What is that? Can what is a pizza related me, map? You know <laughs> what the fuck they're talking about? Right. When they're talking about hot dogs and all that yeah. shit, they're clearly saying something in code. Yeah. What? is that yeah like those are real emails what are they like you know what i mean and like so it's like i don't even like our reality is so crazy now yeah that, like i don't even understand like you got obviously you got look at the, all this shit that's happening like yeah from fucking lockdowns to fucking trump presidency to fucking biden presidency to fucking mm-hmm. kanye being a nazi to fucking all this everything that's happening in the society in society like like again i always make the joke that like the simulation is really fucked up like you know like 
I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, just it's it's interesting. Like I remember the. I mean, I'm now we're getting we're getting in the woods now, Jack. But here, I, I remember the Monopoly man had a monocle. Like that shit got Mandela affected out of this out of this fucking shit. Like I don't. <laughs> like what is it? Like, do you remember the Monopoly man having a monocle? Yeah. He doesn't have a monocle. <laughs> Wait, is it the peanut guy though? Or are you thinking of the peanut guy? No, I'm, I mean that I'm would be that would be that might... would be what the 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 the. Uh, <laughs> that's what the the blue pill people would say. But that's what the people that are like fucking like blue pill. like they're always trying to like, like. No, I'm I'm the sane person. Like I have the the most sane take, the most da- like the most grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like no dog. <laughs> Like you're just coping. Like I remember the Monopoly man having a monocle, and now the Monopoly man doesn't have a monocle, and they, he never did. It's the Berenstain yeah. Bear shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the, okay. the E and the A. Huh. It's like it's another Mandela. I don't know. Like I don't. Could we all be misremembering this shit? Yeah, we could. I remember. I don't this, know, dude. I, mean, I remember the Kazam movie with Sinbad. I remember that shit. Oh, shit. I remember it <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. I remember one. I was like the Sinbad Kazam. I was. I used to like that shit. With Shaq's in it or who? Shaq is in the fucking one. Like you look for it. There's like there's never been a Sinbad one. I remember it. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know if it's a collab- Wait, there's never been a Sinbad movie? There's never been a movie where Sinbad played the genie called Kazam. But I remember Oh, and Shaq in, in this in this in, iteration of reality, Shaq. Well, Shaq, Shaq is in a Kazam movie. You're right. And I remember okay. both. I remember oh, both. Okay. I remember when the Shaq is in, but I remember <laughs> Sinbad in a movie as a genie called Kazam. And it's one of those ones that I can't explain why so many people remember it. Like, it's one of those weird things. It's like, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I don't know. Yeah, dude. What does that mean? You know, like, again, and I know you're a big, you're a big, like, space. Oh, yeah. Space is gay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, it's, it, to me, it's, it's like, all of these really wacky ideas that are totally like this whole reality is, is not what we think it is. Like it's, it's, it's the radical skepticism that gets Mm -hmm. me. Like, it's like, to me, it's like, that is whatever is going on. That's the perspective that we need to see what's actually going on because it's like, there's always some bullshit that we're just supposed to assume that, you know, like, Oh, it's scientists said it so it's true right scientists said it's true look look i mean this is how science works and it's like well you look into things like the um what is it the uh replicatability or whatever crisis like that like a whole lot of scientific stuff has basically been i mean i'm gonna sound retarded trying to explain this i don't really understand science anyway but (laughs) but like you know that basically there's like a whole lot of experiments that now they can't replicate at all and like so basically like basic shit that people thought we knew for a fact people are not being able to like you know with the scientific method you're supposed to be able to be able to do the exact same experiment and the same result will happen but people are doing those same experiments and the same result is not coming of it so it's basically saying that like well in some situations in a controlled setting this will happen if you do this but if you change something or you just do it later in time something else will so it's like i don't know like these the the, the, basically yeah the mainstream blue pill paradigm to me is kind of crumbling in a world where you know kanye or the or the biggest white supremacist in america is is a black rapper you know (laughs) no one saw that one coming right (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck yeah 
I mean, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Like, I, 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 I mean, I told my friend the other day, like, I mean, Kanye is fairly predictable. Like, I've always thought he was predictable. Like, uh, I still feel like even though, like, if you told me he was going to be a Nazi when he first came out, I would be like, nah. But like following him, like, like this trajectory is like trackable. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, OK, he's going to go from here to here. He's going to go from here to yeah. here. Here to here, like it's, it's everything. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like you can kind of see where he's going. Like, right. so it's like to see him get there is not a surprise. But if you told me when he first dropped that he was, that would have been a surprise. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, dude. you know what I mean? But now it's just like, well, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, whatever. You know, I don't know, man. Like again, like that. What you said, that idea of like radical skepticism. Like, I feel like how could we, how can we know what we know? Right and not be skeptical right like you know what i mean like not yeah. be skeptical like i've like you know like i i get it like i get it i say this to say like i have people i have people that i know who are super duper like big on the vac shit right like mm -hmm. and i understand yeah i understand like i understand both ways like i understand the way where it's like that sort of like indoctrinated like well it's common sense is going to tell us to do this and like why would society do you know that that sort of like blue pill like you were saying like kind of like just going with the, the idea that like this is for the better good right and a lot of people yeah. just kind of operate on that and then i understand like motherfuckers are like i'm not doing that you know what i'm saying like like i you know what i mean like and it, to pretend that you can't see why yeah you know what i mean like people are so like hesitant or have a, a, a skepticism or distrust yeah. for the vaccine at all. It's kind right. of like, I don't know, man. Like that's kind of like an indictment of the person. Right. Like, you can't even, you can't even see it. Like you can't even see it. Yeah. Like I, I get it. Like you're, you believe this is like what's best, right? You believe that this is the best for you cool yeah. but you can't see the other side at all you can't you right can't. i'm not saying that they don't say dumb shit but i'm saying like i've heard dumb shit on both sides oh same here same you know here I mean? i've heard dumb yeah. shit both ways like you know what i mean where i'm like well yeah that's kind of dumb though like right like, and then also i'm like yeah that's kind of dumb like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like can you not like recognize like that both sides and no because there's so it's you there's extreme polar polarization about that shit like that topic like even yeah. now like i'm sure like when i put this episode up on spotify because mm -hmm. i mentioned that yeah, there will be a little fucking thing yeah. at the bottom of it, like the episode, like research, look up COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I didn't even say anything controversial, right? But right. watch, we'll see. We'll purposely not say anything controversial for the remainder <laughs> of about that, and we'll see. Yeah. It'll probably still pop up. Mm -hmm. Now, if that pops up, what does that say? Yeah. What yeah. is the, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm saying this. I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the people who I'm willing to like concede that like there's a lot of crazy shit about like yeah. on that anti-vax I'm, 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 oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I will concede that I'm saying that from that standpoint but now if the episode comes out and there's a little COVID advisory on the bottom what does that mean right you know what I'm yeah. saying like what does that mean exactly and again it kind of goes back to that idea of propaganda too mm -hmm. and how heavily propagandized we are and that yeah. is so important that we need to flag a random podcast, every right. random podcast. Mm. Doesn't matter how the how wide reaching the podcast is, how small the viewership is. 
we hear that word string of words flag yeah. <laughs> that's nuts dude that's that's orwell shit that's yeah. orwell shit that's that's the type of shit that like they talking about in the fucking 1984 type shit you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying whether you think that's good or bad is not the point like yeah. i'm not even saying it's good or bad i'm just saying that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the very least, that's some interesting shit. And what made me jump ship from a lot of my like friends on the far left was that like as soon as this stuff broke out, they became like the foot soldiers of the mandate of like whatever whatever Fauci was saying, people in Antifa, people in like communists, anarchists, like far, far left people were like, oh, trust everything they're saying. And also, if you don't, you're a Nazi. And like, it's going to hurt black and brown people and trans people if you don't do what we say. And it's like, how does every talking point you have somehow, how does like every, every like oppressed group that you Mm. somehow, like they they somehow are all the most vulnerable to to COVID or whatever, like it's just, it was just bullshit. It was very (laughs) clearly bullshit, but they, but they were so perfectly ready for that bullshit they, it was like they're so disciplined to mm-hmm. then take that in and then police everybody else around it and control everybody else while saying that they are the first they're they're the ones who are trying to resist control they're the ones resisting tyranny they became a little tyrants you know yeah it's interesting how that shit that shit played out because ultimately what what happened is regardless of whether you had good intentions or whatever you did was doing it in good faith the whole way this was rolled out it didn't stop anything yeah. In terms of death counts or none of that, it didn't stop shit. No. Nah. Like, at least the data. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to take the data seriously or not. You know, given the way it's compiled, you can you can definitely nah. you can definitely, <laughs> skept- you can definitely be skeptical you know, like, on that level. But I feel like I I I I feel like just based on sort of what we do kind of know, like I feel like it doesn't seem to have been that effective. Not at all. Not so if it wasn't effective, then like all of the fuss on regardless yeah. of whatever side of the fence you fall on, like I feel like how could you still be, how could you still have energy either way? Yeah. At this point, it don't even matter. Like no one's talking yeah. about this shit anymore. Like I haven't worn a mask and I don't like, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even fuck. No one enforces the shit anyways. Like, yeah. That's such a fucking, fu- that's like a, that feels 2020 feels, feels like seven years ago. Yeah, ten years ago, it's fucking twenty twenty two. We only about about to be the third. We're about to be three years away. That shit feels like a lifetime away. Mm-hmm. So it's like at this point, like how can you be invested? It's weird to me that people are. There's still people that are dug in. Like, yeah. there's still people are dug in on both sides. Like they're like fucking yeah, facts and then no facts and it's like right. how could you even? It doesn't matter yeah. because no no side is. It doesn't matter. Totally. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like they're not doing anything, you know. And that's what that's that's a weird thing. Where like you know you have people that are watching, uh, sort of legislation get passed, and they're like, "This legislation is going to mandate that you can't." And I'm like, "Is it?" Because hmm. it doesn't seem like it is. Like it doesn't seem like they give a fuck at all. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, like it's look at monkeypox. What do they try to do with monkeypox and what actually right. ended up happening? Right. Really? 
You know, it was right. like that was, was a, like a week. that was a thing for like five seconds. Like, you know, yeah. monkeypox is next, and it was like, no, people were like, fuck, I I don't care about monkeypox, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't it also go became nowhere. like homophobic to talk about. Right, right, you <laughs> right, like gay people get it. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's what they were saying. They was like, it was gay people getting it. Like, I ain't worried about that shit. Is it like spread at a gay like orgy or like some it's spread it spread at like some like fetish, like yeah, uh yeah, like I don't know. But they were saying gay men get it specifically. That's what they were saying. Kind of like yeah. the AIDS shit. Like when back when AIDS was yeah. on the scene and they were like, Well, it's just a, I ain't gotta worry about it. Um it was well, there kinda, was like a there was like, like a that. festival or some shit, like a, or a con or a conve- like a fest, like a fetish convention or some like shit where furry, a bunch of people came down with convention. it. And like, oh. <laughs> you know, furry, furry. Yeah, it was like that. It was like that sort of shit. Yeah, furries furry look like they get monkeypox. Yeah, like, don't they? Like a furry looks like a motherfucker that would have monkeypox. Like, nasty motherfucker. <laughs> Up under that suit, don't wash. Just fucking all kind of, all kind of body fluids and shit. They be fucking in them suits, bro. Yeah. That's Yo, disgusting. Like, listen, I'm not, disgusting. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to kink shame. I'm trying to kink shame. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hygiene shame. <laughs> like, do whatever the fuck you want, but keep yourself clean. Like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to dress up like a fucking yeah. giant stuffed animal and fuck another giant stuffed animal person, whatever. But like, I, fucking get some sort of like cleaning standards or some shit. Yeah. Like, some fucking. <laughs> What's the uh the fucking there should be some sort of like code of conduct like uh when it comes to like okay like after we fuck we gotta wash or we gotta change costumes or we gotta have some spray on deck or something like you know something to clean like I don't know it just seems gross to me like it just seems gross on a hygiene level like I'm not even do whatever you want I don't care but 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 he's like no I am King Shane you're a weird motherfucker. Um, I, I unfortunately better better get get going. Yeah, but. like I feel like that's a great note to end it on. Yeah. Before we get before we go too far on the king shaming. Um, uh, yeah. At this point, uh, if you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, go watch the pack. Hell yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> the pack is cool. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's got <laughs> fucking ghouls in it and shit. Um, yeah. Uh, Jack, is there anything that you uh want to plug or tell people about? This is part of the podcast where i um have them i'm trying to put together a podcast too but i don't have a name for it or anything like that at this point so i can't really plug it but yeah just check me out jack genocide uh jack, genocide with a j jack genocide two on instagram and uh yeah my band's called grave dance so we'll be having music pretty soon also. Right, yeah. i look forward to to checking out the podcast and the music and thanks for coming on man it's been Great to chop it up as always. And, oh, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Um, it's good so yeah, I don't know how to end podcast, so um, <laughs> this is the end. Bye. <laughs> All right. Good night. You stop on this shit.